this is Talking Sea, your weekly supply of the dark side, not just the dogmatic narrow view of the Jedi. Everybody, my name is Josh Roach. I'm T Green. Papa Paps. I'm Jason Ward. And this is the Talking Sith. Guys, Jason, nice to have you on. Nice to officially uh, meet you over the podcast. Yeah, thanks for letting me hang out with you guys. I always like to talk about Star Wars. Wait, this is a Star Wars podcast, right? Not a uh, Star Trek one, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. This yeah, is yeah, the yeah, one yeah. I want supposed to be on. Yeah, thanks. No, I thought we were going to talk about uh, Picard and um, uh, what's the uh, the Discovery. new generation? Yeah, Discovery. <laughs> Maybe throw a little bit of a uh, jackass in there because, um, Mikey, it sounds like you were uh, you're a bit traumatized. I've yeah. been traumatized. Seen one of them. Yeah, I, I I mean I I don't know how much you want me to go down that route right now, but if it, it, there's well, actually, this could be good. So for you parents out there that were 20 18 20 years old that went to see jackass in 2000 like i was and you want to celebrate toilet humor with your kids and like skateboarders getting thrown off a cliff but it's not really that like it's it's not it's not do not bring your children to see this movie (laughs) is what i'll say just always have to find a way to push the envelope my kids hate you now mike they're like (laughs) what is that guy's problem no, dude, I, don't, I think your kids would probably be in shock and would be mute for like a day. It's for they they'd appreciate me giving this advice. Yeah, I, I've shown them the uh, the uh, TV versions, you know, of of the films when they when they come on. Like I can't remember what channel it is, but I could deep T vote or DVR them, and uh, even those I censored for them. But yeah, they're gonna have to wait. Yeah, you know what it is, man. These guys are like fifty years old. The more the more shock, uh, um, the, the more uh, shock uh, stunts they do instead of like real stuff where they can get hurt, it's like filling. It's filling the the time in the film, right? And it, so they don't have to like hurt their bodies, kind of thing. Like let's just do like more dick. Let's just do more dick stunts so we can eat up that twenty minutes, you know, of Johnny not getting hit by a bull or like yeah. Stevo not getting thrown a hundred feet in the air, type of thing. So, so what that- you're saying. Go ahead, no, I'm just like Star Wars Jackass. When are they gonna when are they gonna start doing it? Come on, yep. Disney Plus. Cowards. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I was yeah. gonna say. So with the technology with deep faking now, you know, we could uh we could start seeing, you know, a younger Johnny Knoxville. He just gets a stunt double with you know a dick that's roughly the same. So- Hi, I'm Harrison Ford, <laughs> and you're watching Jackass. That'd be great. <laughs> oh deep fake it. I, I- I was talking about, I don't know if it was Josh, somebody was like, they should do like a pit droid show where it's like the pit droids are just doing like the stupidest, weirdest, stupidest shit, you know, like, 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 like messing with each other, like kind of like, like how penguins push one another, like off the glacier, like just like stupid pit droid shit, like 20 minute, like quick episodes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Those would be like, like good shorts for like the uh, kids, Disney.com, whatever YouTube channel it is. Yeah that kind of yeah, stuff yeah yeah no like they don't even allow 
it surprises me on like Disney Plus the kind of stuff that isn't on the kids tab, um, because everything you know they have to they put all kinds of like uh, disclaimers and stuff on even a lot of the old Disney movies. It's like I was trying to find I think it was Moana. I don't even think Moana the newer one is on like the kids tab. I have to go to my my tab for the kids for them to watch Moana. Man, those kids are gonna get beat up later. If Moana's too much for them, I mean, <laughs> but like Moana, Peter Pan, like all kinds of, and uh, Aladdin, they like all that. None of that stuff is on the kids, the kids tab. It's, you got to go to. So and, is I do know that like yeah. most of the Marvel movies are not on the kids tab. Yeah, I mean that makes sense, even just for like violence and stuff, I guess. But boo. But what were you saying, Jason? Yeah. No, uh, I was. I was just. Uh, I was like, is the concept for Disney, if the can't, if the kids can't read the the uh, disclaimer, that this is like culturally <laughs> insensitive, then they can't watch it unless they could. Is that the concept maybe I, behind I, it? I guess. Like, if you don't know that this, some of the stuff in this is now viewed as wrong, and like, yeah. like, yeah, maybe. I guess. Hmm. I have but, seen yeah. people get canceled for worse than what jafar does in the lion king like like the, you can find any scene that would somehow disrupt the uh social keyboard warrior way of living like i think they're just trying to tread lightly just mm-hmm. to avoid like like why not keep it off at this point right you know you know what i mean like it because it's become so ridiculous that they're just being super careful i guess yeah was that his name, Jafar? Bag- Jafar. Bag- Jafar. Jafar. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Scar is Scar is the Lion King. Jafar is Aladdin. Oh, so I I meant both actually. It like, rhymes. There, things- it rhymes. Yeah. yeah. Scar Jafar. <laughs> you get talk my drift. About, though. Talk about yeah. messed up. Did you guys know that? Okay, so Mufasa means king, and Scar actually had a different name before he got the scar, which meant like hated or ugly or something like that. That's what his name meant. Scar so they named one of. Garbage. That was what it was. So they named one of their sons King and one of their sons Garbage. Mm. Jesus. And just wait Not for the kids. just wait for the <laughs> for the trauma and all the family counseling to ensue. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, T, you were watching uh, some little chick flick or something the other day when I was at your house uh, that had uh, <laughs> um, yeah uh, supposedly uh, the 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 guy who's going to be playing. Um, the, the new Aladdin, the live action Aladdin. Yeah. Uh, who's I don't know what his name is. Ezra. If I mean, I don't know if that's confirmed. I can't. I can't keep up with the. Uh, it's not. It's not confirmed. It's not. But, and it maybe it while it may end up being true, I don't believe at this time it's true or okay. it's accurate. Doesn't mean okay. he didn't audition or something, but right. Yeah, when they when there were there were reports that that was true, and it had already happened and stuff like that. And I had friends at Lucasfilm going, nah, that ain't that ain't where, that ain't where we're at right now. Right, <laughs> so right. It was the, the the stuff is accurate. Like Ezra's coming, but right. I don't I don't know if that actor is him. I don't think it is. So, Book of Boba Fett, guys, um, give me your uh, your quick or your quick like review of the the last chapter and it as a whole. And I'll start with uh, UT the last chapter like yep. as in the season finale yes sir uh a lot of action um 
pretty good for the most part. Um, <clears throat> drawn out, if you ask me, really drawn out. And one of the biggest questions I had the entire flipping thing was, where the hell is Finnick Chan? <laughs> <laughs> well, you found that out, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but all in all, I mean, <clears throat> I've given the entire, I think the highest I've given the entire series was a nine. And probably an 8.5 for this one. I Just too drawn out for me. Still pretty good score. That's right. a great yeah. score. <clears throat> um, I like one of the biggest things that we wanted to see before the end was the, the rain core and we saw it. So I was happy with that. Yeah. <clears throat> what about you, Mikey? Does that rain core have a name? Django. I was about to say oh, oh, okay. he does in the comic books, but I don't does know he? if he has a comic. Yeah. In, is he in, in a legends? Comic? In legends, you mean like legends comics. It well, he was, wouldn't even be in Legends, right? It's in one of the comic books that with him and uh, uh, Kaz. So I was reading about it. I don't remember what his name was, though. So. It's. I mean, it's got to be like Dark Horse, right? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So, be, I, yeah. so when you said Django, is that is that like I was just joking? Cat? Yeah. No, oh. that's that was my <laughs> bet was he was gonna name him Django, just like a silly bet. I made some with Sean and stuff. <laughs> dude, dude I, before I get my score, like Haslab, like your timing, like Buzz, your girlfriend. Oh, like dude, you couldn't get you couldn't get a Rancor funded like if you did it now, you probably wanna revamp the actual offering and it would probably get funded <clears throat> yeah you know like missed opportunity wow. yeah it it seems like lucasville never like the left hand never knows what the right hand's doing or uh, i don't know what, what do you think jason you're nodding your head over there. <laughs> yeah no it, it's true like when it comes to disney and lucasfilm the right hand and left hand never know what they're doing but then that's also a licensee and the licensee are the ones who go out and create the, the uh, stuff and try to bring it to fans and on that one they were just so off yeah because yeah. it's supposed to be like a, the dream idea but they kept missing parts of the dream so the people with three four hundred bucks that are going to buy that were like oh that's not the dream no thanks right and i, I hope they learned a lesson but now if also it... stop making stop making Jabba's palace stuff it, it's it's like enough right now enough <laughs> yeah yeah, kind of overdone, especially after the sail barge fiasco. So this episode, right, riding high off episode six, like dopamine, serotonin, like natural MDMA flying out of my eyeballs, right? We've got, it's like, so I'm fucking with a boner texting all you guys, Jason, Josh, everybody, all my buddies, like, who's next? Like, what are they, what are they going to pull out of the, out of the toy box? Like the toy chest, they're going to pull Holland Tan and Chewie out. Here is going to come out running the syndicate. Da -da like my expectations are like way up here, man. And what do we get? We get the finale to pretty much any good, decent Western where the, where right. the good guys win and save the town. Like pretty much the formulaic, like, like barricaded inside one end, two heroes on the outside trying to fight their way in. Then, more Indians come in to attack and then 
one top, like who's trying to trump right. the other one type Magnificent of thing. Seven, basically. Magnificent right? Seven. I mean, it basically was, you know, formulaic in that sense. I mean, Robert Rodriguez is good doing shit like that. Um, so that's my, my expectations are my own fault. Uh, I expect too much of, of Lucasfilm these days. Um, I'll probably continue to do so because that's how my heart is. Um, so I'm, I'm never going to be Josh, you know how I feel about those fans that uh, don't give them the benefit of the doubt every right. time, even after you're disappointed. But we saw Boba Fett write a fucking rancor on Tatooine and like tear apart like uh, concept art. George came to come to life from the Attack of the Clones art book that was probably cooler than any droid in Attack of the Clones. And I mean, talk about like paying homage or a love letter to the 1977 holiday special like he he wrote a fucking rancor man and then we had we had a fucking a miniature yoda like put a rancor to sleep like i never <laughs> thought i would see that in my life and then lay down you know, next so to I, him <laughs> and then fall asleep next to him like it, i mean i never thought i would see images like this to, on the big screen or on this on the silver small screen um right. so you know, I, I need to keep my expectations at bay next time, mainly because it was a season finale. So I thought it was a little bit higher. Um, I don't know. I'll go. I'll go eight point five. Probably my third favorite episode of the season. All right. All right. All right, Jason. What about you? Did you were you expecting more? <laughs> yeah, I was. I I would I would honestly say that it that well just to hit the whole series real quick. The whole series was like the Haslabs Rancor for me. In that the rancor itself is pretty fucking cool, like like the thing itself, but all of the stuff around it, where I'm like, what? What are you doing? Why are you doing that? Why didn't you do that? What? You know, constantly, and I kept pushing stuff off, like like, oh, that was a little bit boring. But guys, I, I think it's going somewhere, and by the end, oh, it's gonna all congeal and make a ton of sense. So then I get to the end, and uh, it it was pedestrian i would say to be a snob i mean it was completely this happens this happens this happens i mean in star wars return of the jedi i'm i'm three years old that shit comes out i watch it in the theater and there's like a land battle and a space battle you know i'm able to comprehend it i had a good time i'm still having a good time with it and uh this one was just like nope you're dumb one thing at a time for the most part uh fennec leaves just like comes back like 45 minutes later i did it and you're just like what 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 are you talking about you could have been helping out you know there was a lot of things about it that i'm just like uh but like i said its core is the haslabs rancor i still want that mm-hmm. right like i still even though it didn't like hit all of the it's still like boba fett it's still pretty fun but it was there was just so much like th- there were so many things i i have to really turn my brain off and when yeah. I turn my brain off, I love, I like it a lot. And sometimes you could turn your brain on too much. I, I completely mm. see that. But like, like, why were there two pigs guarding the side of a cliff so they could push them off? That's yeah. the only reason why it doesn't make any sense. The people are getting off the ship to go to the city. Why are you like, I'm just like, you know, but, it, but it was like T-ball, like, so, I don't know. Yeah. T-ball setups mm-hmm. for every bit of action in that whole thing. It was like they whiteboarded gag <clears throat> and did not make it linear and put to go together. So, but but that sounds like I hate it and I don't hate it. I'm probably gonna watch it all again next week, like in order. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm an I'm an idiot. I don't know. You talked about white whiteboarding, oh, no. uh, dude. This oh, is no. You're not, you're not gonna do this with with the ward on, are you? Well, I want. Oh, I want right, here we go. Oh man. 
so this is this is what oh. I made out. We went over for uh, what last week was it, Mikey? Last week, yeah. But I've got so I'm like a, a canon junkie. I've got all these crazy theories all the time, and Mikey has told me more times than one. He's like, man, that's a. I'll text him these crazy theories all the time. He'll run theories by me, and he's like, yeah, that's pretty cool, but. It's probably cooler than what they're going to do. <laughs> I, you know, when I always say to you, like, that's good connective tissue, but, and then I'll pros and cons it. Yeah. I got that from Jason, like, from, like 2015. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I stand by some of this stuff, but I think, I don't know. And this is what, um, and I mean, this is stupid little stuff, but uh, like, this is what I was expecting. Like, I kept hearing, we kept hearing all these rumors, there was going to be tie-ins. Uh, and I think that kind of um, made us expect that with the last season of the Mandalorian, because we got uh, Cobb Vanth and then there was, a you know, they had the stuff about the, uh, what was the canceled show? The Rangers of the New Republic. And yeah. people, people were kind of expecting him to tie into that. We had the, the Ahsoka episode and we know we're getting an Ahsoka show. Uh, then we had the Boba Fett stuff and then it was at the end of the season, it was, you know, revealed that, okay, yeah, we're getting Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett. And so going into this, I'm like, okay, we're going to, they're, they're really starting to interconnect things. They're starting to, uh, and when they started like veering off and going, uh, you know, they followed Din for a whole episode. I was defending and I was like, look guys, this is more like, uh, I'm kind of more used to this because I'm used to the Clone Wars. It's more like an anthology, you know, and this can be good for Star Wars. And there's always a reason. Um, Mikey, your buddy Mikey was on here and was saying the same thing I was saying to Metu. He was saying, you know, like, this is called the Book of Boba Fett. There's chapters. And sometimes in books, it goes off in a different direction, comes back. And I pointed out that Cobb Vanth, you know, he's, uh, he's from an interlude. So I was expecting more, um, more tie-ins because, and they, they showed us Luke Skywalker in that uh, penultimate episode. And I'm thinking like, all right, how are they going to top that? So I'll say this. Everything didn't. They didn't. No, they didn't. And that's, that may not even happen. Pull the chart up again really quick. Okay. Okay. Re really quick. So the chapters of the book of Boba Fett as a whole actually do connect to i'd say 70 65 maybe 60 to 70 percent of everything you see here you can tie thrown into ahsoka we got ahsoka and luke we got the temple being built um we see what's going on with grogu we have grogu's story continue ahsoka has the connection to ezra which then has the Kanan jaras connection there you've got also the left side the grand admiral throne stuff is starting to roll we're starting to roll there right now the right side where you see under under mall where he's running um what's his syndicate called the death syndicate the, uh, the, the shadow uh, collective the, the shadow collective right so we've got kira under there here's my here's my big problem right in the mandalorian we had moff gideon come out we had our darth vader villain like from the first or second episode i forget off the top of my head and he was a major threat for for eight seven or eight episodes right yeah like moff gideon was like a huge threat he had a presence on the screen he he was always kind of one step ahead of them for, for the most part, uh, putting them in like dire straits, fatal situations consistently throughout. Um, then we have the Pikes, right? I mean, we, we did spend a lot of time on this backstory journey with the Tuskins to, for the character arc build, which I understand the character growth and like to, to care more about Fett maybe. I'm not sure. I don't know if I did. Um, but then the Pikes come in and the Pikes are this big threat, right? To take over his, his daimyo ship. 
Okay. So Josh, you and I are talking and we're like, oh, the Pikes are, are connected to Crimson Dawn. Crimson Dawn's connected to Shadow Collective. Kira's running shit because Maul's dead, but she's probably running all the syndicates, including Black Sun. That's going to connect to Grand Admiral Thrawn. Like, that's what we thought. And the fucking Pikes just like came in with infantry and two droids. And there was no connection. And Cad Bane. And, oh, I'm sorry. So, so Cad Bane plays that powerful presence on the screen, but it, he doesn't come until the last two minutes of the second to last episode. Right. So th- there's, there was no like nucleus of a threat, if that makes sense, throughout. It, it was different moving pieces of filling that, that, that void of, of, that major, of that big threat. And like the pikes aren't scary, you know. Chrysanthemum's probably the scariest thing in the whole fucking show. And then he he turns he turns good. He turns reverse right. heel. Right, right. So like I I wanted them to connect the pikes to the larger story and all the shit that we have open right now, including the end of Solo, and which has we... kind of been which has been hanging there since 2018. Yeah. Whatever. Do we think? Do you guys think that? I mean, this could all still happen. Like, uh, I, I just thought it would happen here. Um, has there been any grumblings about a season two? I know Tamora Morrison has said that he wants, uh, he would like for uh, Boba Fett to go up against Mace Windu in season two. Um, but has there been anything? I mean, Jason, have you heard? <laughs> I, I know that they wanted, they wanted to like, they want to do one, but yeah. I don't know if they are after. After they saw what they got, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if if they just end up continuing the the story in another format with other things. Like like for instance, Rangers of the New New Republic. I don't actually believe this is my conspiracy hat on, by the way. But I I don't <laughs> think it's I don't think it's actually canceled. I think that if they simply are retitling and changing it around, that way people just think, oh, that's not the Gina Carano show, because it was never the Gina Carano show. It was right. always the Cobb Band show, and Gina Carano was going to be in, like, all of these different people were going to be in it. <laughs> right. But they, but it, it got reported as that, and then it became this... It, it's become storm. this, like, pol- yeah, political, like, straw man thing to beat. So I think they're just going to retitle that and, and make it something else, but I wouldn't be surprised if the conflicts that Boba has coming in the future end up in you know in other places maybe or not or in other shows or like the future of the mandalorian something well, like that and if they're gonna do that like we spent you know a few episodes in this not centering on him and that's fine but i almost feel like like we were just talking about a little bit ago they have a problem with giving the fans what they want they have a problem with titling it correctly like if you had just called this i don't know i almost feel like even the mandalorian right like at this point you could just call it like uh the shadow of the em- shadows of the empire or sh- fragments of the empire or, or so- gangs of Tatooine or something. Yeah. That <laughs> but would I mean, be good. like the star Wars show, you know, like mm. uh, uh, that can encompass all this. Like the clone wars was just an era and we got, you know, stuff from all over the place and you could tie stuff in and they're starting to do that. Right. Like there's so many places we can go. I got on, you know, we, we have Sabine uh, that's coming down the pipeline. I really thought this would be the perfect place to introduce her. She's connected to Ahsoka who's connected to Grogu and, you know, uh, to, to Din and to Boba. Um, we, I'm pretty sure we're heading for another Mandalorian civil war. I'm just surprised that, they have this connective tissue and they're going to do it eventually. They just don't have good timing. I almost think like, like the best way to the, the healthiest way to look at all of these as a star Wars fan 
is to pretend like all of these different shows are the Star Wars show. Yep. And and that it it is an anthology show. Yep. And that each little thing, but you're getting several chapters of that anthology show in a row. Just like just like Clone Wars used to do. Clone Wars you would give you four part arcs all the time. This is just a little bit longer. Yeah. But I think that's that's almost that's almost the healthy way to look at this. I think you'll be like less disappointed because like people like with Boba were like, oh, like this they were pretending like this is it. This is all we're ever going to get. Just like in May, there's another Star Wars show starting right up. Yeah. We're like right there. It's like it's like okay, it didn't hit the mark for you. Cool, just be patient for a few weeks, and then you'll be right back on the saddle. Hopefully, that you like the next thing. Right. Yeah, just wait until what's coming up because, and that's uh, my buddy Sean. Like that was one of his big things. He's like, look, I'm loving what I'm getting. I'm super invested in Boba Fett right now, and then we we spin off and we go follow Din, who I'm invested in. But I was just like yeah. geared up for Boba Fett right now. And then we go off with Luke. Um, but that's what I told him. I was like, but you like it all. Like, he's like, yeah, I love what we're getting. It's just not what I, what I, what I'm expecting. Um, yeah. But like you said, that's a healthy way of looking at it. Like you're just getting more Star Wars. We're filling in all these gaps. We're shading in. I like to say, like, think of it as a drawing. Like it can start off crude. Um, and all the different little bits of canon, all the little backstories, um, we have a buddy, Chad, that, uh, he hates that kind of stuff for some reason, like any kind of backstory stuff. Like, he's like, why do we need to know that? Um, but to me, it's like, it's just shading it in and it, it lets, uh, you know, a guy like me be able to draw these little connections and theorize. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, I just don't think that Disney gets what we want. Like what, what were the other, uh, add-ons to that Rancor has lab? Wasn't it like, uh. Uh, it was a Gamorrean guard, right? They right. Had to eat um, the bone in his mouth. Uh, was it a, uh, the, the, the Rancor trainer? My no, nope, they didn't have. The, I think the Rancor trainer would have been no. good. Malakili, he would have been. Yeah, Malakili would have been good. Malakili and Ula weren't. I don't believe right. They, they, those those two weren't on the. And those would have been perfect. Like yeah, but mm. and and so like we get. Uh, they gave us uh, Blacker Santon. And the whole time I'm thinking they're leading up to like, because who was everybody saying who's going to come into this? Oh, it's a Boba Fett show. Okay, Boba Fett's, who's the OG bounty hunter gang, right? And we're like, uh, okay, so Bosk. Bosk is coming into this. They're leading up to a Bosk, Blacker Santon showdown. That's just foreshadowed with the Trandoshan. Um, so like that's- You got we, no character work. No. You got no character work at, at all. There was no moment where you were- where he's like hurt and and somebody's like hey man you all right and then he's like uh and you're like oh he is human so to speak right right there was none of that there was just yeah. nothing yeah he was just the a tank in a world of warcraft game yeah yep. that was he's it pal- he's a paladin <coughs> yeah yep i'm not even gonna lie i thought he was done first three minutes of the show like and then all of a sudden he popped back up i'm like oh shit okay yeah. and because like so they killed off like the Gamorrean guards they kill and they I thought they killed off uh Cass uh Castanson. like I just like I'm like yeah I'm like wow and then all like I said he came back and then Finnick Shan didn't really do much during the battle except for that what three seconds where she shot five guys and then ran off for the rest of the show and then yeah you're, you're right she had no development whatsoever we don't know what she wants we don't know what she's looking for we don't know anything about her past about what she wants her future to be 
There is all we know is that she explained to Boba Fett what he needed to do, and he was like, "Oh, okay, then <laughs> yeah. that sounds good." She's the consul yeah. yeti. She's the consul yeti with a good snipe, you know. Yeah, yeah, but so. but you know, but even like in Godfather, you know a little bit about Tom. Mm. You learn Tom isn't really he's not really Italian. He's a little yep. outside the family. Like all these like little things right. that build up like the relationships and make it fascinating when they interact. And as I was watching this, I have. All I know is I'm along for the ride. That will fly in an episode of Star Wars Rebels. That does not fly in live action with yep. with people, in my opinion. Anyway, that kind of stuff like makes me a little bit mad. Makes me hopeful for the future though, because they could still do it. It's not too late. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm kind of hoping. So I made a a supercut. Um, I'm big on making like edits and stuff, and I sent it. I think I sent it to Mikey too. And uh, so my buddies came over and we watched the supercut I made. A book of Boba Fett and I put it in chronological order so it oh. goes through the whole thing with the Tuscans, and then uh when it gets up to um season two of the Mandalorian I I cut it down but you see them go to Tython you see them meet up with Din and then it goes straight from that to a, I, I cut down the season two finale of Mandalorian to like a one minute section of action um but you see all that and then it goes straight into like, pre, you know, present day on Tatooine and watching that we were trying to see like, okay, what's the progression here? What's the progression? And when she's there with, uh, with Boba on Tython, he's like, oh, you know, the deal was this, you know, that, uh, you know, we're going to stick with you till the child's safe, blah, blah, blah. And she kind of gives him this look. And this whole time I'm waiting for her to like, I don't know, backstab Boba or at least be like, look, you're being stupid. Like, this isn't the way you're going to run these things. But then for all of this, like, we get this whole thing where he's like, okay, I want to be the daimyo. I want to do this, 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 and this. And then at the end, he gets what he wants. And he's like, oh, I don't know if we're cut out for this. Yeah, like, really? (laughs) So how good would it it have been if Fennec had killed the Tuscans? Because she didn't know. She was hired to do it, and she did it. Right. And then now they're friends, and oh, shit. Like, come on. I thought of this just taking a shit one day. It's right. not that hard, John Favreau. Right. You shit too, right? I mean, that right. could still be the case, potentially, right? And like I've been saying this whole time, I think uh, so. We did like bets. We have like a Super Bowl bet sheet that we did yesterday for all this stuff. And I was like, okay, I think that the the the, the Pike guy that was there, Moss Eisley, he's going to show back up, you know. Um, but and I was like, he's going to be dealing with the mayor. But I was going bigger too. I was like, look. Uh, Thrawn was dealing with a magistrate on that other planet that Ahsoka was at um, because she's got the droids with Thrawn's like seventh uh, fleet symbol on it and stuff. Right. I was like, okay, so it's not outside the box to be thinking that maybe he's dealing with the mayor of Tatooine too. And he could be using the pikes to feel whatever he's doing now or whatever. But uh, so we kind of got what I was thinking, but again, it's just like not outside the box at all. So, I mean, it could still be revealed that you know the because the pikes should still be related to the shadow collective that should still be related to crimson dawn but i just don't think i think sometimes they're like oh we got to keep it it's like the uh jj's um the uh what's what's he called the mystery mystery, box the mystery box it's like you keep that mystery box way too long (laughs) and then people just lose interest in what the mystery is no i think jason had was spot on like they think we're stupid like they don't think we're as smart as we are. Like even the average fan who's seen most of the films would be would like be like, you could have gave me a little bit more, and I would have followed. I would have been able to follow it. 
Yeah. You know? Well, case in yeah. point to what Jason said, like Sean was like, okay, I think we're going to be getting um, like Return of the Jedi, Phantom Menace. We're going to have a space battle. At the same time, we're going to have a battle going on at the palace. We're probably going to have some stuff going on over here at the, in Mos Espa. But no, it's like they can't yeah, even show I, I us. Thought the, I, I thought the Imperial Remnant was going to show up at the end because Boba and um, Din messed with them in the past. Mm-hmm. And yep. it was going to be because, and they're, they're described as warlords. Right. right. And what are warlords doing? They they focus on organized crime. Yep. They're they're a militarized arm of, of organized crime. I thought, oh, it's all gonna come down on them here, and Din's gonna be fighting the Empire, so to speak, while he's and I thought it was gonna make a thing. I was like, cool, it's gonna be rad. Mm-hmm. Right. I I yeah. think that we still can get yeah. a lot of this. I think we'll get a lot of this in season three of The Mandalorian, because I mean, they're still shooting that, aren't they? They're still shooting season three of the Mandalorian. Yeah, but but season three of the of the Mandalorian, from what I, what I've seen, most of it, it appears to be new places and that 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 space wheel that we were on in that for that one episode. We definitely go back there. I got some photos of, of an elevator that I believe is the same the same stuff. But uh, but I keep all I keep hearing about is like all these Mandalorians and there's like seventy five of them and stuff like that. So. I don't know if it's going to go that way, or, or if it will. If if the if the Imperial Remnant will intercede in that moment, mm-hmm. but I think they also have a weird thing in that they can't really beat it. Like if they right. beat it, then the First Order doesn't happen. But we're supposed to see the First Order happen. So it depends on the different remnants, right? Because some stay behind. They they've got to show us what this hierarchy is, because like in the aftermath books and stuff, like some stay behind and but they weren't the ones that were like chosen by palpatine to go out and start the first order um right which i kind of took like the ratty uh like stormtroopers because you get like the real ratty stormtroopers like with a client and stuff in season one and then you get like moff gideon's dudes like they're they're not like they're so well supplied from somewhere yeah Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah they're 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 definitely like the the uh, scarier versions of of the, they're the stormtroopers who didn't die which says right. a lot yeah 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 <laughs> they're the ones that can actually shoot something <laughs> but i'm sure once they start shooting at our heroes in the show they won't be able to shoot all, all of a sudden but yeah right you, you yeah. guys you guys ever you guys ever seen that uh that uh that that one show on youtube where it's called existential troopers and and it's the uh, two biker scouts and they like redub them and they start to realize that they're in a simulation oh it's so good it's called, ex- it. it's called existential troopers yeah it's it's great check it out it sounds it kind of sounds like see what uh t what was that one that you showed me the other day uh battle battlefield and it was yeah. uh the unreal engine like uh i can't but it's like two troopers and they're on the battlefield have you seen that jason yeah i saw it on on a star wars santa show he like did like a watch of it and it, it was fun yeah, yeah it was, it was yeah. hilarious <laughs> Yeah. who's that crazy guy out there waving a glow stick around sit down oh they got him surrounded it'll be over here in a second <laughs> he's like it's over now <laughs> oh man yeah okay so what we did oh t go ahead i'm gonna go ahead and uh go ahead and say this if if i if i literally was not on this podcast right here I probably would have loved that the the season finale okay. more than I did now. Only because we sat here and we talked about what we wanted to see and it got like 
Jason just said. We hyped ourselves up to wanting to see these things. But listen, man, when you have friends like Josh Roach sending you <laughs> sending you fucking schematics of like of connective tissue, right? To like all these all how everything's gonna come together in the Filoni verse. Like as a as a Star Wars fan, like the toy chest, the the action figure box in my head just goes nuts. Right. So it's you know when when you do this uh you know for fun for me i do it for fun yeah um it, it's easy to have high expectations t so i i totally understand yeah. but when, when does it happen you guys it happens when the corporation or company who's putting the content out doesn't moderate or set expectations in any way right and, yep. and i and that's that's the part that i can't get in my head around like i understand like you don't comment on leaks right Right. Because then then you just keep people just keep saying this, this, this until you 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 draw the outline of what it truly is. So I understand that. But there came a point when they knew that the Kira stuff was out of control and they knew that people were buying the comic books because of the Kira stuff. But that sold some comics, but that eventually led to disappointment in your actual television yeah. show. Right. And it's like it's like they I mean, they, they have to be a little bit pragmatic about some kinds of things like that like right like like disney could have just said in an off-the-cuff interview somewhere we want to explore more of kira with with uh amelia clark but yeah at, at present we're not but it's definitely on the table and, and, and like, oh there we go and, instead all we get is like the arrogant pablo hidalgo retweets making fun of everyone's theories constantly yeah. like instead of instead of like embracing what we're what we love what we're passionate about what we want to see it's almost like a slap in the face, kind of. It's, it's like that tower. It's like that tower in Mas Espa. Yep. It's the ivory tower. Right. And then when you withhold everything and then you act flippant about everybody being stupid, well, come on. <laughs> if, if nobody knows what's going on, people are going to have stupid theories and stupid ideas. So manage expectations a little bit. Just a yeah. little baby bit. Just, just a tad. Like my buddy Sean was saying, um, I told him going into this, he's like, I don't think we're going to see grogu again um i don't think we're gonna see the choice i don't think i don't think so i don't think so and i was like look disney does not like their marketing they won't show you anything that you don't know going in so if we don't if they leave it hanging and they don't see grogu we don't you know we don't see his choice they won't show grogu in the season three um promotions which they need to so we're going to see something. You, I thought it was just going to be maybe like an after credit scene. We'd see him show up or whatever, but mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I liked TM. I'm, I'm kind of where you are. I really liked everything that happened. I liked everything that happened in book of Boba Fett. Um, I like, and I think it, it will help going back and watching it all through for me. I really liked watching it in chronological order the way I like my buddies and I watched it yesterday. Cause you see Boba Fett kind of grow and grow and grow and you kind of get more of a uh, understanding of like, okay, he's kind of fed up with all this and he's just trying to like play right by the people and the planet that he's on. Um, and he's just kind of trying to do the right thing and be honorable again. But um, it doesn't exactly come through and how it's like dispersed and chopped up. You're right. You're right. Like, like the, um, the, the moment with, with Boba and Fennec where he's like, we've, we've served stupid people for so long. We should just do it ourselves. The way it was written, it, it actually comes off rather selfish. 
as opposed to saying like like what they could have said or what I think they even meant to say was like we've seen stupid things happen and everybody suffers, but we could profit and everybody could be okay. Like like he, he could have they could have had a moment where he could have essentially said not being a complete asshole has its merits. Yep. And and they didn't really just I want the rule with respect mm. and they just put in an ad like 30 times and that was it you know at the end of the day that's all that's all it was that's all he wanted that, that was yeah. it he just wanted the, rule, wanted the rule with respect you guys and then he got it they're all smiling at him and he's and like then, Meh. Meh. I don't know this. Me, why do they keep bowing to me I don't he, like this he was Rodney Dangerfield to like the last episode <laughs> when, when, when I yeah, when I watched it with my with my kids, I was like, man, I like that was like my one chance to like completely flip on it because I've been too critical of things, and I watch it with the kids, and then they're like, oh, this is great, this is so fun, and I'm like, yeah, I was looking at it too 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 seriously. Right. My my kids my kids saw it. They they were kind of like, mm, it was okay, Dad. They weren't they weren't totally convinced. I I don't let them know what I think, by the way. Right. I don't want to I don't want to ruin their childhood and their stuff by putting my adult stuff on it. You know, imagine <laughs> if I saw Batman in 89 and my dad was just crapping on it. That would suck. So I don't do that to them. Right. But but uh, um, when I when I watched it like the third time with my kids and got to the ending, I was like, you know what? He had been pushing pomp off the whole time. He doesn't want pomp like all of the 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 the, the grand the stuff with the twilight. Yeah, the litter yeah. and stuff. But at the very end, they should have pushed the classic Star Wars trope of like the parade and the, the whole thing. And it should have just been pushed, foisted upon him by the people. And he could be like a little bit like, uh, you know, about it. But it, but it would have given like the big celebration kind of feeling at the end. Yep. Instead of some lady like essentially giving him a, a freaking banana. That he I gives to the dog. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, that he gives to the dog. You know, yeah, I mean? yeah. it was like, what are you guys doing? Like, you know, and then it felt very much like, like a Star Wars Rebels ending. Like, yeah. Oh, Sant, Santi, do you are you going to eat that? And then I was like, I don't know, man. What are you guys yeah. doing? It's Boba Fett, you guys. Like, he should have had the helmet on. He should have been on the throne. It should have been like King Conan at the end of Conan the Barbarian, and he would have been like, "Fuck yeah, man!" Like, that's what I wanted. And yeah, and that's kind of what I felt like uh, Roger Robert Rodriguez thought he made because when I read all of his interviews, that's what he thought he made, mm. and that's not what he made. <laughs> no. No. But 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 once again, it's still fun though. It was still fun. It was still Star Wars. Like I said, I sound so negative. I just for the this is the first time in a live action Star Wars thing where I'm just like, oh man, I I could probably like take it or leave it a little bit, mm. you know, which is weird for me. Right, and I think that's watching. Like I liked everything. I like the Tuscan story. The Tuscan story is great. I like Fantastic. the. I like the even. Okay, so when you combine and compress all the uh um like the modern day the present day stuff and just watch it straight through i think it works a lot better too because it's like it, it goes more it goes more you're not like oh let's flashback the flashbacks aren't executed great like sometimes flashbacks are great um yeah. i'm a huge lost fan and i same I, I think the yeah i showed this the other day i have lived together die alone tattooed on me so but they uh they work very well, you know, with the episode. Like you, if you can't remove the flashbacks, and I think somebody has. Somebody's tried to make a chronological cut of Lost, but I just don't. I don't see it working because otherwise, yeah. a lot of their it doesn't inform. You know, their their choices are informed by their flashbacks. I don't feel like a lot of choices and stuff were informed by Boba's flashbacks in this. No, it's very different though. Like you learn things in the flashbacks of the characters in Lost that add like extreme 
character growth and also information at a critical point in the current time yep. frame we're at in, in a season or an episode. So like there wasn't, there wasn't, I know what you're saying, Josh, like there was that, that yeah. didn't, it didn't do that. Like but, the flashbacks didn't do that at a certain critical point in yeah. the story. As a whole, at. it works. Watching it through like, in order, it works. And it informs like the beginning with the Tuscans informs the end, what he's doing, but the way they cut it up. Yeah. I, 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 I totally agree. Yeah. It's, it's like it lost you would see Jack making a mistake and then you have a parallel situation now in the present and you're like, uh Oh, and then what's it going to be or whatever. And there, there wasn't a lot of that. There wasn't a lot of it really uh, because we don't, we didn't really get to see flawed Boba. Right. They never, they never actually showed anything or told us anything about Boba before the Sarlacc. Yeah. Other right. than daddy come home. And, right. I mean, Which there's was never more to the guy than that. Right. Yeah, he lived like, like, like 30 years after that. Like there's a lot yeah. to, to put in yeah. there. And that's where I'm a little bit. Yeah. But they, yeah, they, they just character development in the show. It, it like uh, it just things happened like the uh, Luke stuff. Very yep. good. It didn't really develop Luke whatsoever. Like once I love the moment. I love the whole thing. By the way, my kids thought that stuff was boring. Really? Because wow. <laughs> they don't they don't care that right. you made computers to make Mark Hamill 25 again. They don't give a shit about that. Like that's not amazing to them. They didn't wait since 1983 to see that. They don't care. Like, they're just like Luke's just sitting there with the kid and they're not doing anything, do something. <laughs> and then he runs around and I was like, okay, uh, when are they, they going to fight stormtroopers or, you know, do something cool. And it, it was weird. Cause I, I got, I picked them up from school. I was like, this is really special. You guys, when we get home, you guys are going to watch something special. And they're just like, okay. And they're just like, what are you talking about? old man. Like, what are we watching? <laughs> yeah. But you hype their expectations. They, I did, they, they, don't, they don't have that attachment to empire strikes back. Like you do. So they, they don't see the mirror, the poetry there. They don't give a shit about no poetry. They're like, this is like, okay, there's frogs, daddy. Like what, where's, where's Din Djarin and cool shit. Like my kids yeah, loved it. Yeah. Your, how, how old are your kids uh three and two three and or no two? three and two so, five five and two five and two five and good two. gravy nah, i was just hey. thinking about luke turning three my son's gonna be <laughs> my son will be three uh in august um uh, my my daughter hey, and his just, name is luke yeah 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 me too me too yeah Papas, yeah, yeah. You, you, are you gonna you're gonna have a luke well, it's, it's a girl it's a girl first it's a girl oh congratulations yeah. you're gonna have a uh, Leia? I'm, I'm working on i'm working on leia as a middle name <laughs> <laughs> I, I I already got axed out on the first name. So. I tried. I ended up getting Rebel for my daughter's middle name. Nice. That's, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. We got. Uh, I I was I tried really hard for Leia when we had when we had my daughter Grace, but uh, my wife is like Leia Roach. Mm, Lay Roach. Mm. I was like, babe, blank Roach. Not good. So I mean. <laughs> Good, good like, thing, like good thing, like like Mike Papas didn't save you in Vietnam or something, and you're like, we're gonna name it Papas Roach. <laughs> Papa That'd Roach. be terrible. That'd be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but no, well, like that, my kids really liked it. Like uh, yeah. Grace was all about. Um, she knows who Luke Skywalker is. Uh, they're all, they're obsessed with lightsabers, and like we have lightsaber battles every day for like you know 20, 30 minutes at least. Uh, my son is obsessed with Yodi. He calls him Baby Yodi, um, and my daughter's like favorite character is Ahsoka. So all that that was like 
led right into it. So they were really into it. Uh, I think they liked that yeah. more than the main stuff. Um, well, but... it, it let me remember as a kid, I didn't like, I liked Empire, but it wasn't my favorite movie. It was when we only had three. Yep. It was my least favorite one because Luke is sitting down with Yoda, just chilling for all mm. that time. And it's just a bunch of fortune cookie mumbo jumbo to my little kid brain. Yep. Right. And so it wasn't until I hit like 15, 16, I started going, this is really cool. And there's more to this and I like it. Yeah. There's a lot of introspection there, but it's yeah. Exactly the same for me. Exactly. Like Return of the Jedi was my favorite movie. So I was like 15 and then yep. that was Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Once you yep. kind of, once you have those lessons in your, in your own life into adolescence, and you realize that you could take them and, and put them into action. And then now re they're really your heroes because of that. Like yeah. you, identi you identify with like do or do not. Like you identify with a lot of that stuff. Um, and, I, and I liked when Luke said, always get up. Like that stuff, there was, there was, good, there was good stuff in it though. There was good yeah. stuff in it that made, yeah. that made that stuff not just trash. Yeah. So Jason, you said, you know, there wasn't really any growth for Luke there. Or like he, his character didn't really go anywhere. Well, Grogu made the same choice that Luke did on Dagobah. He yeah. chose his friends over his path, over the trial, right? And the Luke that we had at Return of the Jedi seems like he would be a rebellious mentor. He would be a rebellious master. Not rebellious is a bad word. Like he would be the he'd break the, break the mold. He'd be unorth, unorthodox, right? He'd be unorthodox and like break the code a little bit for the better. Mm -hmm. But here we see him just going probably off of the Jedi texts or whatever he already currently knows. Sacred we're only Jedi five texts. We're only like five or six years out, right? So he still has a long way to go in his journey of learning how to be a master the best way possible. And we still see him in when he's dead, giving Ray fucking. The, the better advice than he did in last Jedi when he was still alive. So like his arc goes all the way to that. But yeah. I think that Ahsoka just saying to him, sometimes the master learns from the apprentice and him having to now accept Grogu's choice and losing his first student. I think we'll see growth in like Mando season three or wherever else because of, because of the actions, because of the effect of the cause that we just saw. Yeah. Where, where I find it like fascinating and I'm curious to see how it moves in the future. But I think that the parallel there between empire in a strange way is actually broken. And the reason that it's broken is that Luke wants to save his love interest and his best friend, essentially, however you want to look at it, his right. sister and his buddy. And that's what, and his friends are in are hurting. He senses it. He wants to go save them, so he leaves. But then he does come back. He does eventually return, and he's like, oh, "I have nothing more to teach you. You just need to go confront him." But 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 he does come back, and it's fine. But the difference here is that Luke, when he left, he was he was faced with his father, and he rejects his father. In this instance. Grogu is actually going to his father when you get down to it. It's more than just his friend. They have a, they have a paternal and childlike relationship and it's based off of a uh, paper moon. And if yep. you've ever seen the movie paper moon at the end of paper moon, the kid returns to the drifter and they go off on their adventures and it continues. But that's where I'm a little bit like curious about this because the attachments, I don't think they're the same. And I don't know if it matters. Maybe it won't matter, but I, I kind of feel like it's just, it's, I feel like it's fundamentally different than Anakin needing his mom is what leads to him treating Padme as the surrogate mom. And then it goes south. If you want to be heavy on the George Lucas, which I think Favreau and Floney are. Yeah. And then, so, the, so where they're taking it, but I also think that it, in a weird way, like that part's broken, but then in a genius way, 
they ha- they they get to have their cake and eat it too mm. because he he's remembering everything about when he was in the Jedi Temple for like twenty years. So he's more trained than anybody we ever see in the Star Wars movies, actually. Yep. And then uh, and then he gets to go be a Mandalorian, and oh, I I won't use the Force because I'm you know, we already see we saw him use the Force five minutes after he left Luke. So they're yeah. going to get to do the Mandalorian Jedi right there, and nothing could stop them. So right. do you do you think <laughs> that armor. do you think that because uh, it, they almost foreshadowed it, right? They're like, okay, uh, Luke was like, look, uh, a moment for you or whatever is a lifetime to others. You're going to live a really long time, um, and everybody was saying like, yeah, so he could just go with Dad, and Dad's going to be dead in fifty years. Um, I mean, I think baby, I think Grogu is the future for Star Wars. Obviously, they can use him for a long time. Uh, there's all this talk about Daisy Ridley had lunch with Kathleen Kennedy again, yada, yada, yada. She's going to be growing a Jedi Academy. Like, can we see, do we see Daisy and Grogu? Do we see Ray and Grogu in the future? I would hope so. I mean, a part of me, part of me hopes so, but I also think that where the story is going to go is that Din is, I, I, I see the Darksaber and Grogu going together like perfectly. It just mm. makes too much sense. Everybody goes, it's too big. And I'm like, ah, they'll they'll just scale it down. You just adjust it. A little said. emitter and it's, they'll make it adjust. A, and, it's just a kyber, it's just a black kyber crystal. Yeah, you can, you can manipulate it any way you want. And, but, but I mean, yeah, I, 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 I just have a vibe, okay? And this doesn't mean anything at all, but I just have a vibe that, Din is too good. He, he's not going to live forever. He's yep. going to have to, I think he's going to have to die. And then I think that it, he dies and, and then Grogu takes care of it. And the dark saber goes to Grogu and he becomes Mandalore. That that's where I, I personally feel by the end of the arc, that's, that's where, where we're going to be. When Pedro Pascal is like, I'm, I need a star Wars break. That's right. where it goes. Not that he's there much, you know, does, does Grogu yeah. play a, a heroic, um, Protagonist, protagonist, main character in the grand scheme, Admiral Thrawn with with Ahsoka and everybody. Yeah, I haven't or, heard anything about that. I haven't like, heard anything about about how that plays out, other than they're bringing back the the characters from from Star Wars Rebels, pretty much all of them. Do you? So. But I mean, does your instinct tell you that like he's going to have a big part to play in that, or do you think that's going to kind of veer off more? I, I could see them bringing Din. I could see them using the Mandalorian connection with uh, Sabine and and Din and Grogu and all of that pulling in because like so much is about to change. Yeah. Um, I, I and, and just based off of the Mandos that I've seen, the impression that I get is that in the next season, the Mandos that are there, there are there's like the Death Watch style ones, but then there's a bunch just like Din and Boba. Who have like all this like I've seen like a bunch of them with like patched up armor, different colors all put together and stuff. So I think that it's going to be like all this like coming together moment, and then from and then I think once that works itself out and solidifies what it is, I think then it then the whole uh, social structure of the Mandalorian story changes, and yeah. then then we then we could guess it, but right now I don't think we could guess. My theory is like obviously they're setting up for him to go back to Mandalore and like make himself a helmet virgin again, baptize himself in the pools, you know, in the mines underneath. Uh, we've seen that there, some form of the, like the Imperials are using the Beskar as like a currency. 
I'm thinking that they still could be doing that. They could still be mining or just collecting the leftover remnants of armor and stuff from nuked Mandalore. Um, And even potentially Thrawn could be part of that. Like Thrawn could be there using it for its resources or whatever. And you could, you could kind of spin that into it. If, if we're going to start getting Thrawn and anything else, or like one of his underlings, like another guy underneath Thrawn. Um, Or, or, or Mandalore is so broken. Yeah. Then they, they end up going to Tatooine and, yeah, setting just, it up there in Jabba's palace and that's where it go. I have something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Cause the way Boba, this whole story, I almost feel like uh, you put him on a throne. He's all about respect. He's about honoring his father, you know, like honoring his parent and stuff now. Um, but he's more suited to rule or be in a culture like a warrior culture, like Mandalore and have that respect. I think that if they were smart, if, if it were me, what I would do is like, and even how they ended it almost makes me think that that's what they're going to do, that he's not going to be happy with it. Fennec is more suited really to do that, to, to have that role. So if you want to leave her there and be like, okay, here you go. Um, you can run this for me. But now, especially now, you know, he said uh, when they were in the, um, uh, the Oasis or the, the sanctuary, Garza Whip sanctuary. And he was like, you know, I'm with you to the end. This is the way and he's like, Oh, you bind all that Bantha Fada, you know, but, I think that it's going to get to Boba and the way that Din stood by him till the end is going to get at Boba. You know, he's about, obviously he's about respect and tribe and stuff. Now Um, I keep waiting for him to real, like in my little chart thing and going back and watching the, uh, how I cut it all up. um, Boba brings up not only like if you decode what that, what his uh, chain code is supposed to say, it talks about how his father was a foundling found by Jaster Mareel and mm-hmm. his father was Jango Fett and he used Boba Fett. And then he mentions like, oh, my father even fought in the Mandalorian Civil Wars. And so to me, and then in Legends, J- uh, Jaster Mareel was Mandalore and then Jango took over as Mandalore and then Vizsla took it from him. So I was waiting for Boba. One of my predictions for last night's episode was Boba was going to see the dark saber and he was going to recognize it or he was going to be like, Oh, I think I heard about that. Cause my dad had it once. And maybe, you know, Django was kicked out of Mandalore because he was, you know, somehow, you know, his uh, character was tarnished or something by pre Vizsla. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Do you guys think that Boba could still could we be leading up to Bubba still playing a part and making a play for like a greater leader role? It definitely seems like it definitely seems like that would have been possible earlier on. Right. But after what Din does for him, I have a feeling that like now if Din was in essence running for the mayor of Mandalore, so to speak, um, he has his vote. Right. And so, and so, and I think that like, like when it, when it gets important, he knows this guy believes this shit. Yep. And 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 he's gonna be like, I, but I believe in that guy. Yeah. So I guess I do too. And so I I think it's yeah, but I think it's gonna go. I think that's where it's gonna go. I think when I think Dan's gonna need the favor, and it's and it won't really makes sense why Boba would help him, but now it does because of the show. Yeah. Because of the story, and I think that might might be the greater contribution that it ends <laughs> up making to the to the overall Mandalorian story is. He owes him a big one now after yep. all of that. 
but yeah, they were getting pretty fucked up in that little. (laughs) (laughs) Like every time they get up, ting ting ting, and I'm like, oh gosh, this isn't gonna end well. But I mean, it it was it was an awesome action sequence. Uh, We got to see like he used the jetpack. You know, they they used it. Um, you know, I was saying, wouldn't it be awesome if we saw Boba Fett on the back of a Rancor and Din Djarin wielding the Darksaber in the same frame? And we did. Um, so that really delivered. We got we got the... Uh, how'd you guys... Okay, what'd you guys think of Cad Bane's end? I don't think he's dead. I don't know. Dead. No way. He's got because too many his, gadgets. His life support is beeping at the end. Oh. Which says... It goes, yeah, it's beeping at the end. And it, it's it's the little light thing on it. Everything is working. It's doing like a, a thing. And so if you ask me, he's he's really hurt, but that thing's keeping him alive. He's going to need a techno tummy too. He's going to get one. That, that's what I think. That's, 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 my, that's my assumption. Because if he is dead, they, they just have shit for brains. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was the best part of the series almost. <laughs> He's one of the best characters they've ever created. They used him in one and a half episodes. Very he's totally, he's totally alive. If he is dead, that's worse than like how Sam Raimi killed off Venom at the end of Spider-Man 3. It's like worse. Like the, he has to be alive, dude. And and if you watch Clone Wars and you know the character, he has more gadgets than Inspector Gadget. Yep. That dude is like, he's probably taken worse to the chest before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he should have just had a poncho at the end as soon as Boba walks away, you know, and he's just got a Beskar sheet there. And I think the most iconic, uh, sorry, T, just real quick. I think the most iconic scene in, in the episode is not uh, Din with the Darksaber and Boba on the Rancor. I think it's the two of them on the jetpacks mm-hmm. just owning shit. I think that will hold up longer in the long run of like a more memorable moment where you see like the two, you know, our favorite Mandalorians, like, just fucking shit up together doing what mandalorians do on jetpacks yeah yeah Yeah. it was so cool t you had something to say i think he thought i was you oh you you were talking compliment of your life um no uh (laughs) i i I think i i think that's a good point i think that i mean really as much as i like this episode I don't know. It's, it's like, I don't have a whole lot to say about it. I liked everything I saw, um, but it was everything that you expected to happen, but it's like everything I expected to happen in the first half of the episode. And then Mm -hmm. was waiting for like the, the lead up. I was waiting for at the end, Boba Fett, you know, like the Boba Fett walking into Jabba's palace. Like, okay, what are we setting up for? Um, And we got, we got Cobb Vanth. My wife was very happy that, Timothy Oliphant is 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 uh is fine, all good and fine. Um, so and like you said, Jason, like uh, retooling the Rangers of the New Republic, I think that that's a real possibility. Um, and I know that there's like uh, supposedly there's another new project that's going on right now. I saw something got dropped today about another uh, code name. Um. I'm guessing it's that Tales of the Jedi project that was on the um, on the, the uh, Lucasfilm Lucas gift gift box to the employees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, but it, but it's supposed to scale younger. Yeah, just to be kind of yeah. That, that's that's the rumor, anyways. So, 
animated, right? No, no. They're they're, oh. they're filming it down here in El, in El Segundo. Oh wow. Yeah. 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 So it's gonna be it's gonna be a live action show filming this summer. So yeah, n- nobody nobody knows what it is. Like I I ran a or a, on my show, I had like a thing like I don't know a month or two ago, and I was like my friends who work down there they're they're being told like we got like 10 gigs for you guys like you guys want to be making 10 shows here like everybody's good you know like it's going to be it's going to be a good future here like we have a lot of stuff lined up and so i was like okay 10 shows and i looked at what they have and i'm like oh well there's there's 10 but i'm like you know what though that doesn't count stuff like cassian doesn't count in that stuff that they're filming in the uk doesn't count in that like like that's all 10 that's that's 10 things down here in manhattan beach and el segundo and so, so uh, I still think there's probably like two more shows at least that we have no idea what they are that are going to be that are going to be there filming there next year. So where did where did Kenobi film? Kenobi primarily filmed in the volume here at, at Manhattan Beach on location in El Segundo, but they also filmed at a couple of other other different places. They they did like a like a they had like a secret location. Um, I, I want to say it was in Arizona, but I don't remember if that ended up being in Arizona or not. Is that where the and, like uh, drive around video came from of the set? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, I don't remember where that one ended up ended up being, but um, you know, when you watch Book of Boba, you see that the El Segundo set doesn't really feel like Mas um, Espa's that big. It's right. really they struggled with it, so I think mm-hmm. Kenobi got to use more on location stuff for that reason. I know that in a, a recent interview, Ewan says that like it was great working on Obi Wan because he's so he was so used to being away from his family when he was filming um, Halts ha- and or whatever Halts whatever that show was on Netflix where yeah. he's like a gay fashion designer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and he was home, so he was like on weekends. It was great. I got to spend time with my family, and like at this point in my life, I really know what's important. Yada yada yada. But he said he um, he he finally f- had that opportunity of free time personal time because the show was filmed so close to to his home uh right. which and i believe he lives pretty close to jason actually so uh most of it hold up got a light next to him one day i was like hey yeah, yeah i know on Kenobi? <laughs> dude when you sent me that he sent me that video i couldn't believe it and jason was playing one of his favorite bands on the radio yeah and he was like commenting on the band right yeah, yeah it was funny yeah it, it was that was that was like the weirdest thing ever man i mean i i if, if I didn't take the picture, I, I feel like I'm lying when I talk about it because it just feels so fucking <laughs> like, yeah, I pulled up at a stoplight next to one Kenobi. It's just shit I do. You know? It's cool. Like, it's ridiculous. Awesome. But, it was ridiculous. Yeah. But I mean, like, like I, I, I don't know. I could probably, like, I could probably, I don't know, hang out at a restaurant with Daisy Ridley and not get not give a shit. Like, I, like right. I'm, I'm pretty over, like, the, the getting enamored by stars, but that was the exception. You know, you, you and McGregor, that guy, that's Obi-Wan Kenobi. That was right. different. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm kind of surprised the lack of like actual like uh, fanfare that they made and dropping um, the date, the official date. Yeah, that was very lackluster, man. Like we got the teaser poster, which is cool. Awesome teaser poster. But what I'm not, a, I don't think it was so great. You don't poster. like it? He's so far away. I mean, I get it. You know, Tatooine is, you know, well, they're holding rough. everything you so know. close to the chest as they always do. If they 
just show us a little bit more <laughs> just like and it's not like this is all a whole bunch of secret stuff that's what i don't get about that like we know what's going to happen like yeah it's within well, a box kind of it, it's honestly i don't think people know what's going to happen with it yeah it, it goes yeah it goes in such a, a different direction than than what i think the general audience is, is going to be expecting Okay. And and I mean down to like if you I read I, I wrote a couple of those spoiler reports. Is it okay to talk about very light spoilers? Is that spoiler okay? alert? Or, yeah. Okay. So no, like 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 one of the things I dropped this week is like he's not living in a house. He's sleeping on cave. on cave floors. Yeah. Like it's like he's not. It's like not ten years of Obi Wan living in that house. Being like I wonder what Luke's doing today. It's probably okay. You know he's not he's not doing that. He's like actually like. Like, and it's sometimes he's like, he's like having to do things to earn money to eat and mm. stuff like that. There's no Bell Organa black debit card showing up that he's just able to like buy space tacos with or something. Right. <laughs> None of that is not hooked up at all. Like it's, it's very, yeah. And, and there's just like this extreme air of paranoia, like in the story um, that like, it's going to make you understand why uncle Owen sucks. Like, okay. like, I, I, like it, yeah, just it changes like how you view Uncle Owen. Okay. You know, like, yeah, because, you know, he sees things and he knows like, oh, you know, I, I don't want Luke to have fun. That's kind of what you felt like when you were a kid and his uncle was just like, go, go clean the garage constantly right. and shit. But, but in reality, you know, that like, you know, um, if you, I read it, did a report like on like what they're, what they're doing to people on Tatooine as they're looking for Jedi and stuff. It's like, it's kind of scary. Yeah yeah That's scary mm -hmm. so so you start to understand where the characters are coming from and and that's just like early on in the show i mean i and then by episode three you're on to, to, to darth vader stuff but mm -hmm. but yeah. yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be wild though i i and i i think it's structured a hell of a lot better if 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 what if what happened if what i think happens happens in the way i think it happens i think it actually has like a logical structure to it Okay. And it's not just like Boba Fett's and then, and then, and then, and then it's like, it's a lot of like more of therefore we go here and we do okay. this and this must happen kind of stuff. So that's yeah. more Star Wars. Yeah. That, is, yeah. that feels more Star Wars. Just the way that you said that to me. Cause this was supposed to be a movie. Right. Book of book of Boba didn't you, from what I understand, didn't use any of the early Josh Trank movie concepts at all. You would think he was younger in that even, I want to say could be hmm. wrong, but that's why. And, and so in this one, uh, but this right here was like a movie turned into a TV show and then developed from there. So, so do you have any kind of idea about the episode? Because we're getting six episodes, right? Six, yeah. Have you heard anything about length? Um, based off of like girth, girth <laughs> circumference. Um, no, I think I, about, I've had I way think too much of that tonight, man. I am done with girth. Yeah, you saw Jackass. Uh, yeah, no, they're they're about they're, they're in that 40 45 minute um range right. per, per episode. Yeah, okay. I, I, this one is going to essentially be a long movie, you're going to be okay. able to edit it into a long movie, prom probably when you do your like cut of it. It's right. just one movie, <laughs> and one it's good because it's all Deborah Chow, right? Right, one director, it'll feel like the same, shit, which yeah. is great. When you <laughs> add it into your roach cut for Saga Day. Yeah, I also have a 15-hour cut of the entire Star Wars saga that is uh, told from the point of view of Obi-Wan talking to Luke in his hut. And it's like, oh, yeah, so 
you know, the dark times, the empire, and it cuts back. It's like machete style lot, like in like a lost framing tool. Um, but no, that's cool. Um, I hope, I hope it is. I hope it is a lot more coherent basically uh, than what Boba Fett was. Cause like, I don't know, like we started talking about Boba Fett and it just kind of like, you know, we shifted yeah. away from it because I really feel like it was just, it delivered everything that it should have delivered. It delivered everything that we said we wanted to see uh, basically. But then in the end, it's like, okay, like we knew we were yeah. going to right? And, and it didn't, and Boba didn't leave you with any, any more questions about, about Boba. I, I mean, I still have very basic things about him that I want to know, but that it should have hit on and it just didn't. But um, at the end of the series, if we just take the narrative, you're like, oh, well, he has friends now. Mm-hmm. He's got he's got his play, he's got his palace, he's got his friends. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. almost like they placed him in that position on purpose as a, um, what did Jason say earlier? Like, uh, you got my vote type of thing for, yeah. for, Din, for Din later on. It felt, yeah. this felt to me like, uh, okay, so we've got, uh, the Star Wars show, which is the Mandalorian and then Ahsoka. Well, it's like the to me, it's a Star Wars show with like a different marquee, right? right. This was like when I when I used to buy Uncanny X-Men, I'd buy Uncanny X-Men, and then there'd be like a six off miniseries of against Magneto in New York City, but it wasn't part of like the whole the, the X-Men main comic. But like some characters' mini arcs were like kind of cameoing in the six issue miniseries. And then eventually that kind of ties back into like the big battle at the end of the year and the annual. So to me, this is like taking Marvel formula that they used in the MCU from the comic books that they're now trying to do with Star Wars television. And that's why I think a lot of the issues that we're talking about are real issues because this is that format. It's that mini series next to like the crossover with the main thing we're trying to drive here. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And 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 it might be it might be down the road that we don't care that it like where its weaknesses are. We might be like, yeah, because it led to this, so it was worth it. That's that's the hope. Well, I think you and Rob have talked about it. Where like, uh, were you guys the ones that were talking about like how much how good Cobra Kai is doing and how much uh, the numbers of Cobra Kai and Netflix and stuff? But they drop Mm -hmm. all of that. And you can consume all of that. And I think that even Boba Fett, if they were to just dropped it all and I could have just watched it in a day, like it would have yeah. been total, like your mind would be blown by the end of it if you take all that in in a day. But I also think you wouldn't have as much time to center on the negative. You would have got to point mm-hmm. A to point B in the story. You would have clinged on to what you really liked, what you didn't like. It's like, eh, I didn't like that part, but the overall story is awesome. You know, it delivered yeah. everything that I thought it would deliver, it delivered everything it set up. And it did have some really cool stuff that is like building up to Mandalorian season three. And Mikey, I think you're right. And I, I, I think that uh, like people were concerned um, that uh, Boba's like story is done at this point, or they're going to be done with Boba. But I think this is just the beginning for Boba. I think this is kind of just like, I think when Din calls on him, then he's also going to be like, yeah, I, I, I'm leaving Tatooine and we're going to go settle whatever's going on on Mandalore. Um, and, and the mods will look great everywhere else. I think. Exactly. Yeah. They, like they, the, they fit everywhere else. They just don't look great on Tatooine. They don't, yeah. man. I wonder if he's going to get like one of those giant cargo ships that like Han and Chewie got stuck with in the beginning of Force Awakens. And instead of a Raftar, he'll put the fucking Rancor in the yeah. cargo. 
He'll bring the Rancor with him, the Mandalore. It'll be the exact same cargo ship because, of course, it will be. You know, and yeah, they, they need to make the uh, the Arancor like Beskar armor. He needs to have like the the thing. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or, or what if they put a myth like a mythosaur? Well, there's no mythosaurs on top. What if they put that crate dragon, oh, a piece go. of that crate dragon skull yeah. on him as armor, right? Like he well, cuts up the crate dragon bones. Uh, to, to go back to what you were talking about a little little while ago about, I just was just re- reminded of it when you said mythosaur. They do kind of allude to this idea that it like Boba's the 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 chosen one as far as the cult goes. Yeah, the mythosaur that arrived. So, I said that would be perfect. He rises from the ashes. He's always got the mythosaur on him. Yeah, but but some of those other dudes had it too, right? We've seen other people with in the. I don't know if they're alive or not, but didn't we didn't we see the the, the mythosaur on other other people, or am I misremembering that? I well, I know it's on the armors, like toolbox yeah um it hung above her little place down there in the enclave um and i think we did because i think there was like some screenshots and stuff from season one of a couple of the other uh mandalorians that had the mythosaur there's even one with a similar color scheme to boba fett people were like oh could that be boba fett you know i remember that yeah 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 but they're all dead they're all dead yeah (laughs) As uh, uh, Baze Melbus would say, you know, he dead, she dead, he dead, they all dead. <laughs> I did, I'm dead, they all dead. Um, yeah, yeah, I and I think that uh, I, I kept waiting for um, the armorer to show back up in this. Um, I kept drawing the conclusion that she was a Maldalorian, she's got the horns, and that she was going to be connected to the pikes through you know, uh, the Shadow Collective. Um, and I still think that she's going to end up being a bad guy, um, for sure. Yeah. Well, but but and when we when we think about the concept though, Boba's like you to to Din like you believe this shit. So if they try to go to Boba and be like, "Hey, Boba, we want you to join our cult," he's going to be like, "Eat a dick." <laughs> yeah. It's like it's not going to work. So yeah, so so they're they're going to have to they're going to have to take a different angle on on, well, on that stuff. I imagine they will align with the uh, with Gideon in the end, or or something weird, even though they shouldn't. Right, Boba, who 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 really doesn't like to wear his helmet, is yeah. not going to join a cult that yeah. makes you wear your that makes you take yeah. a shit. You got to take a shit with your helmet on. Yeah. You got to you got to bang with your helmet on. Like I think it's just since uh, like my my theory is his scalp is really sensitive now from all that like acid and it's just he just don't like wearing it anymore because he never used to take it off <laughs> maybe he's doing four hymns you know he's got some rogaine so mm-hmm. he's, he needs to settle <laughs> he kind of needs yeah. to settle there you know the propecia doesn't work if it doesn't get the air yep so you know yeah i mean but i i think i cracked the code too as to uh every time he went into the bacta tank in the flash bacta um why uh it went back to camino i think i cracked it um all right let's hear your 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 little theory it's so simple really in theory so so you know sometimes like uh when people are traumatized or whatever like they don't remember like their mother as a child but they remember the feel of their mother you know like certain things can trigger that um emotionally when you're older so he doesn't have a mother but he had a petri dish and so i think that he's just remembering his petri dish Anytime he's in there, it's warm. You know, he's just kind of floating around. He's just remembering his tube, which was his first home back on Camino. 
I, I struggled with that aspect. I was trying to like make it work. I was like, I was like, how does this, you know, like, what does this mean? Like thematically. And the only thing I could think of, which I find strange is that it thematically shows what happens when you have the separation of child and, and parent. And when it's, when it's untimely or when it's, when it's, when they're separated too much and stuff like that. And then we have the, the, the Dan and Grogu story, mm. but what's, but what's so weird about it is like, had Boba had a play in that a yeah. part in making it happen or something, it would have like thematically made sense, but I'm just like, you got parallel themes, but they don't actually make any sense together. I, I can't really make it make sense in my head other than like, if, if it was, if it was a book, you're like, Oh, well, that's just what the book is doing. Those are right. disparate things, but they do actually make sense. So yeah, it's I, very, it's very strange. It's the different directors once again, for me, like that's what I chalk it up to. If it's you have not, I, I'm not not trying to cut you off. Sorry, but no, it's okay. Be a dick. Um, I've talked to people who like like on the episodes where everyone's like the, the non Robert Rodriguez episodes. People I've talked to, Robert Rodriguez was directing those. Yeah, mm. that's what I wanted to talk to um, Dominic so about like next week. Mixture, right, 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 right. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you talking to Dominic? What's his name? Uh, the, the bounty hunter guy from yeah, 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 yeah. Ask him about that because. Uh, I, I had a a, a a background performer on on the show recently, and he was there for like the job of the the job of the huts, the uh, huts sequence and all that stuff. Yeah, and that was all Robert Rodriguez, as far as uh, I was led to believe from that conversation. Yeah, because I remember him when he came on the show, because he came on right after his first appearance um, for season one. He came on here, and uh, yeah. he was telling us about the volume and stuff. But he was talking about uh, Deborah Chow directing him and everything and i almost rem- i think i remember thinking like what, what he's talking about isn't a deborah chow episode but it was in the cantina so i think it lines up with like what you're saying that they're not just you know it's more of like a culminative effort i think um yeah but then you still have stuff with like bryce dallas howard which is like totally shot like seems like it's totally disconnected um and I and I do have to. I mean, sorry. And I, I have to go to say, like, it's clearly better. Yeah, it's clearly better. Yeah, sh- better done. It's or better done. But yeah, it's just more. There's just more quality there in total. So it's, it's yeah, it's more better. I agree. It's all better. So weird. It's weird though. It's like the. It's all. It's it's weird how how it goes. It's weird way. because the quality of the show changes. Like, and you don't have even have an idea on like when and how. It just kind of changes that way, you know. Yeah. Is, does is it is it because of Din? Like, like, do they know what Din is, what to do, how it should go? And then Boba Fett is this bigger, more elusive, less consistent concept. And as they're trying to like tackle it, they can't really look. Put their this is what on it and make it. Who can uh, the like? When I think of a Boba Fett expert, I think of Hollis Burkhart, and he's been mm-hmm. saying it for a while that he's like i don't think they know what to do with boba now like they brought him back and you know uh he was really good and what rodriguez did with him in the mandalorian was really good um and then they put him in this spot and and it almost has to be just to it's it's just got to be a strategic move like we were talking about earlier it must just serve the greater story but i don't think they put enough of other stuff from the great the greater story in here like they yeah. tried to, but it just seemed disjointed because they were like, 
All right, here's four episodes of Boba, and there's Din, and then there's Luke and Ahsoka. And, you know, um, if they had interspersed it a little bit more, it would have been fine because, but yeah, like at this point, it's like they don't know what, to, and then even the ending is to that point when he's like, I don't know about all this, you know, yeah. and it sets up what we're theorizing, like, yeah, he's going to run off with Din, and I think that is kind of, uh, you know, that's basically what they're foreshadowing. But just the execution. The execution is not, 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 not there. Yeah, one of my favorite moments from it was when um, Cad Bane is talking about how he used Boba used to work for the Empire. He's yep. a piece of shit. Like that was I was like, okay, there we go. Like, but I'm like, but he did fight the Imperial Remnant for them. Like, but nobody said that. Nobody. Right. He didn't, they didn't. And then what he said, like, it was just like left alone and everybody's just like we'll talk about how you used to be a nazi dad or something the, i don't know it's weird yeah like, it's the whole tuscan thing could have been one flashback episode um like that whole thing uh or you could have just started with you just played it like or the whole or the whole season could have or been the whole that. season um mm-hmm. yeah it plays great going chronologically um but if you're going to do flashbacks mm-hmm. and you're going to try to tie it into uh like what he used to be real missed opportunity, not doing a young Boba and showing him as that bastard, showing him as the, uh, the guy you got to warn not to disintegrate people, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And then tying it into like, maybe that, you know, so at the end that would have held more weight when Cad Bane comes and like throws that in his face Uh, to us, like the big fans, we know, like, we're like, okay, yeah, this all makes sense. Um, to us, like the big fans, when when they reference these little things, it makes like when they uh, when they show Camino over and over again, and they show him holding his dad's helmet, makes sense to us. But for the people that like Baby Yoda, and they went from watching, you know, Din Djarin and Baby Yoda, they come to this, and they're like, "Why is he?" What? It just doesn't tie in at the end. I kept waiting yeah. for it to pay off somehow. Um, right. He was and, convinced and- that we were going to see a Django. We were going to see Django in this, like a de-aged. Mm-hmm. Um, Tamira as Django doing something, giving him a speech or you know something, but yeah, yeah I, I I went back and forth on that too, man. I th- I thought so too, and then in my head I thought, but but they may not want you to remember that this guy's a bit older now, that he looks a bit older, and they they may not want to to like you know push that idea. Remember how good you used to look, kind of thing. They may not. I, I mean, I I could be wrong, but I I'm trying to think of the psychology of for not doing it. Yeah. But then it also occurred to me in all of this with, with uh with uh, the moments with young Boba and Daddy stuff, is if they ever want to go tell the story about why Boba's so angry, about why he does what he does, and they go that way, then they have to kind of come to some atonement by the end of it, where he starts to sort of change in some way. Though it has to be yeah. like you can't just show him as young Boba being the worst. And then he just stays the worst. There has to be kind of like, Oh, I was really bad. And then I started to sort of ramp down and get a little bit more focused and started working for Darth Vader and kind of thing or whatever. But him with the daddy moment means that they can't fix that with young Boba. Yeah. Young Boba at, at 30 can't figure it out now. That's, that's where I'm a little, at least as far as I, I think maybe there's a creative solution I haven't thought of, but basically they kind of do make it seem like, he doesn't work that out when he's in his late forties or whatever he's in mid forties, whatever he's in now. And um, even though he looks 60, but Mm. it's, it's, you know, he does look 60, 
but yeah, it's a it's a it's a weird predicament that they've that they've set up for themselves. I think in wanting to do that fan service. I love the moment when it happened. I was all about it when we got more. I was like, I was like, oh, rad. And I was like, where's it going to go next? Yeah. Yeah. And then Absolutely it just doesn't. nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're going to sew a little bit more of it and the ship's going to fly by this time. Okay. Yeah. It's. But, but I think what you were saying about Lost is, is kind of like the key is if they want to do anything like that, they almost have to use Daimyo Boba Fett and then flash back to that Boba and then have it work itself out. That's almost the only way that they can do it, I feel like, at this point, if they want to explore young Boba and any, any more depth. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if they've written themselves into a corner there. I, mm-hmm. I don't know, though. I could be wrong. I mean, it always, it, you can always get somebody with a fresh perspective that can come in and be like, you know, I've got an idea of how to do this, how, can, how we can rework this. I mean, that's basically what, they're doing with all of star wars now like i've got an idea how we can twist how we can twist this and turn this um anything get, like, get some more juice from the squeeze well this is yeah. that's exactly what kenobi is right because mm-hmm. up until now we always thought like uh, we talked about it at nauseum on this podcast before like okay kenobi some people are like can't leave tatooine can't leave tatooine but you know obviously now like he's gonna leave tatooine um and but it's like how can we twist this a little bit and get more story out of this so that's that's always what it is I, go ahead oh i i didn't mean to cut you off but uh how we had fennec shan introduced in bad batch after seeing her first appearance in in um mandalorian is kind of what they can do with anything pre now daimyo right so bad batch season two obi-wan anything else that comes before that and whatever consequences whatever young boba's fate or destiny was then that they write can influence where the character arc goes from here forward if i thought they were more there's room to to add you know i and that would be great and if if we look at it like like we were saying like uh it's just the star wars show um all of this is just the star wars show never mind the titles uh, it would be great. I would I would go crazy. I would love it if we saw a young Boba Fett and Kenobi and we kind of like saw him struggling with that a little bit. Because um, then in the whole the whole time, you'd be thinking like, even if it's just like one or two throwaway lines, uh, you would be thinking like, OK, yeah, this is because he's dealing. He's still dealing with his dad leaving. He's you know. Uh, that that's why he is how he is and you're then you're connecting it and you're filling in these gaps um, and connecting this stuff you know you're making the crazy whiteboard things like I do in my you know all the time um, I don't know do you think we're gonna see Boba Fett and Kenobi is there a chance of that no. I, Jason says no I say yes oh, I say there's a chance I'm not saying we're gonna see him I say there is a chance uh vader's got inquisitor the emperor invaders got inquisitors right now purging the the holocaust of the jedi um why why would they not have the the, the bounty hunters that are in their prime do the same thing uh at, at that point right i, I mean because I, they I, have I the inquisitors you, right right but i mean how many inquisitors do we got we don't really know have a where we do have a number i mean there can't be more than a how many jason there's there's a few yeah yeah i mean i i think there's an opportunity if they need to to use it there there is yeah for him but i think they, they would you're be right. smart they, to do it 
they do um, have the inquisitors though like that like that is a huge you could go that route and say why the hell would they use bounty hunters when they have force using fucking lightsaber wielding maniacs like like psycho maniacs <laughs> but if obi-wan's like, hanging out and making uh you know like uh shulman's cantina is his haunt and we know that that used to be a hub for the bounty hunters like man why not like you have the cad bane thing uh like why not just have Cad Bane sitting there and a Boba Fett in there and, and they just like walk through or walk out or push into Kenobi once or, you know, something like just even like that little bit of something would be like, you know, it'd be better than the Dr. Evazan, you know, well, stuff from like when he said that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and why wasn't Dr. Evazan the, uh, the, the modder? I That's, thought he should have been the modder. Is that not what I said, guys? Is that yeah, not what I was did, going yeah. on about? I was like, yeah. man, who do we know that's there on Tatooine that we, because so I was talking about maybe, the decraniated maybe he does. Stuff. Maybe he does CAD. Maybe that's the trade-off. They have the good guy who's a cool bass player, and then they got Dr. Hebison fixing CAD because he wouldn't fix CAD. I love Thundercat. Thundercat's like my my DL indie dude. Like, <laughs> I've got this Dragon Ball do-rag song that I made Josh play. It's fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's a good. That'd be sweet if he did CAD. If uh, if CAD shows up and he's got you know some more mods, and we find out that it was Amazon. Um, yeah, just like little stuff like that. Like if you have the opportunity to sprinkle in a little bit of cannon dust and interconnectivity, do I mean do you it? You should. I mean do it. Yeah. Like, but yeah, I I, I think I'm with Pappas. I. I'd like to see something like that, but it's one of those things where I don't think I'll you'll see it again. If we do, my hopes weren't up there. It like with this. <laughs> it's almost how it's like how much do they care to even fill the, these gaps in with Boba with the screen time they have? Like like how much do, do the right does the story group care at that moment to like have to fill in some of those gaps with yeah. the. With the screen time that they have available to write for, right? Like, there's there, there's so many other things to do. It's like we're entrenched in it because we're talking about Boba's character arc based off of the season. But like, when they're sitting there writing Obi Wan Kenobi, do you think they're they're like, well, we, we've got to like explain, put more depth into the past of Boba Fett in order to have the character make more sense? Like, I I don't think that's a that's a conversation happening at that table. My only right? hope, it, 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 no, it didn't happen. So you're, you're <laughs> totally right. My only hope is like Boba is traditionally the guy you stick in. Like even in like uh, a new hope when they redid that and they had the, the guy just put the armor on blue screen and walking across. Right. And you just, you just stick Boba Fett in there. And then yeah. he's just basically, that's all he is in return of the Jedi. Like, Oh yeah, well he was cool. People liked him. Stick him in there. Oh, then, then what do we do with him? Uh, throw him in the pit. Um, but uh so he's just like the guy you can stick in there and he adds, you know, but that's, that's my only hope. And so I don't know, that's what I'm kind of afraid about. Like um, for Obi-Wan Kenobi, like if like, this has got to be the most hyped thing since the force awakens or phantom menace even. Right. Like um, for some people, for some people, revenge of the Sith. Yeah. For a lot, actually for a lot of fans, this is, uh, the biggest since Revenge of the Sith. So I'm afraid of our ex. Okay, so like my expectation, like my one thing that I was like, man, we need to see Qui Gon. 
and <laughs> I'm so afraid that if they don't have that, I know I'm going to be like, I'll still enjoy it. And I'm pretty much a Star Wars apologist. So Mr. Roach, me- Mr. Roach, do you think that they would bring back Obi-Wan Kenobi and make an Obi-Wan Kenobi series and not put Qui-Gon in it? I don't. I don't. And, 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 and Liam Neeson, what's he doing right now? He's getting drunk, pissing his pants, yep. doing taking nine. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they got Liam Neeson to do the voiceover of the Sprite of Qui-Gon before he was a full manifestation mm-hmm. in yeah. Clone Wars. And yeah. and he him and you and McGregor like they always talk about how much they loved working together. Like that, that's that's in the bag. I think Jason, spoiler alert, I think Jason talked about this with Rob. Like he heard, right, Jay? Like you well, heard that. The uh the question right now is is it a voiceover? Is he a ghost? So there's a lot of okay, so in canon which, uh, you know, people always talk about like, okay, he only appeared as a, a, a spirit and he really wasn't able to, uh, you know, fully manifest himself. But in the, um, oh, what was that book that came out on the 40th anniversary for uh, A New Hope? Um, a certain point of view? Yes, a certain point of view. Um, he manifests himself fully to Obi-Wan Kenobi um, when they're burning the Jawas. When Luke takes off, when Luke takes off to go back to the homestead, he totally manifests there. And I think that's canon from a certain point of view. Um, and he's like, he's like, and he's like, he's like, eat them. Eat, eat the Jawas. <laughs> do it. Cook it. Don't be a pussy. Do it. Do it. Do it. You're not a real Jedi. I would, I would, I would eat those hot Jawas. That would, They're that furry. Would oh, weird. You know who, weird. you know who's eating Jawas. Oh, we know. <laughs> we know. We know who's eating Jawas. <laughs> Oh, that, how about how it looks like my mom, which is which, which creeps me out. Fuzzy Jawas, furry, furry Jawa people, furry Jawas, yeah. jackass. Yeah, that's what my wife was saying. She was like, Andy, and she's into the uh, the Twilight with the head tails, like, she's just into all kinds yeah. of you know, different Jeez. freaky aliens. I mean, I mean, I guess if your dating pool is that is most likely like, yeah. as from a teenager. <laughs> yeah, I, it's like this scum and villainy Tinder app, you know, <laughs> on on the com. I'm waiting um, for the uh, I'm waiting for the uh, uh, book to come out where we learn that she scissored with B. Arthur from the holiday special. <laughs> I mean, that's got to happen too, right? Yes. At this point. <laughs> oh, from I that can't believe they went view. there. What What did you say, T? Instead, it's going to be called from that point of view. From that, oh my god! <laughs> they nice. they really need to bring more. They need to do more with BR. That's who they need to deep fake and bring back. Like <laughs> I would be <laughs> if they had walked into the cantina and uh, in the next season or something, and and B. Arthur's there. Like man, that and she's pouring drinks just down somebody's you know <laughs> somebody's head in the head. Yeah. Oh man, we did a uh, we did a commentary of the star wars holiday special a couple of years ago and put it up and yeah it was, it was quite interesting quite an interesting time we also drank way too much that night and so just kind of you went have off. to well you have to yeah yeah it's uh it actually was our second attempt because the first attempt uh ended in disaster um we uh we had some pretty hard stuff that uh my uh, another friend of mine came back and tried to catch up with us he's like oh um it was Everclear." he's like oh yeah you guys have had like uh three or four shots of that like okay I, i'll i'll do that 
but he hadn't eaten all day and mm-hmm. it was just a bad decision for them and, and, just... and it, it all it all links up because that's boba fett's favorite band is Everclear. father of mine is his favorite song yeah right yeah it makes 100%, sense 100 percent. It, it's it's all connected it rhymes <laughs> you know, oh it's like poetry huge huge question <laughs> huge question mainly for jason but josh we were talking and then we stopped yep our man max rebo he's alive he, he, he survived he survived he wasn't there he wasn't there. He wasn't even there. He wasn't yeah. there, right? <clears throat> Josh and I were actually talking about that the other day, and I went back through it and I didn't see him. He's not there. Good. Yeah, he's not there. There are two. Not there. There's when two the when the, there though. Yeah, I need him in the palace <clears throat> when when Boba throws his first orgy party mm-hmm. with the Twi'leks. Like he needs to be there. Well, now yeah. that that uh, what's their name's dead, Flashdance is dead. Who cares? I know. But nothing dude. matters anymore. Nothing matters. They Boba needed Shitties. her in the back to tank. I was really crossing my fingers that that's who was going to be in the back to tank at the end. But uh, yeah, she's no. toast, man. Yeah, I was, I was hoping maybe she was just going to get like you know some robotic cleavage or something, and then everything else would be fine. Techno tatas. You know I mean? Yeah, but they no, nope. She's dead. No. So someone said you could see her dead in the background. I didn't see that. I think that might have been some. Yeah, oh, I didn't wish for it. Josh, Josh is good with that shit. He would have found her. <clears throat> yeah, no, what it. the deleted scene was uh, Boba and Fennec standing outside of town and Boba just throwing her corpse on a fire, you know, Tuscan Raider style <laughs> and Jawa style. <laughs> That's the scene we needed. He's like, oh, Garza flip, and he just tosses her on the fire. <laughs> yeah. Just and, another and immolation a, scene. When the, uh, when the uh, people of Freetown show up with their little short bus, I was just like, I was like, there's like, there's like six of them. And I was like, big fucking deal. And then I, and then I was like, I was convinced in my head that the Tuscans who fought with the people of Freetown against the dragon were going to be like, oh, our, our, our neighbors are going to war. Right. We're, we have an alliance and we're coming too. And I was like, where are the Tuscans? And then they never showed up. And I was like, whatever, Freetown. Or as much as they push the whole Tuscan thing, right? And I mean, we theorized on here a lot about, and we still don't know this. This is the one piece. When I was putting together my little Boba Fett movie, this is what mm-hmm. still doesn't line up. How does Boba Fett hear anything about his armor? How is he there over like watching? I mean, I was like, even back then when it happened, I was like, okay, Boba's dressed like a Tuscan. So I called that he was related to the Tuscans. But it turns out it was just a fluke that I called it because he wasn't related to that group of Tuscans. We don't see him interact with those Tuscans. We never find out how he finds out that his armor is over there. It's just... I, I chalked it up to the Tuscans told him that they heard whispers over the Dune Sea that there is someone who looks like a Mandalorian in most... Uh, what the hell? Pelga. Pelga. Like that, like... Because those tribes communicate with each other, I'm sure. So well, that word spreads fast in the Dune Sea, you know? It's like the old AOL chat rooms, you know? We know what's going on in Staten Island in five minutes. I so, mean, who's know? to say that he didn't, like, go to Mos Eisley while Boba's just drinking but, whatever the hell he's drinking? Yeah, maybe. Oh, weird detail to leave out, though. It yeah, is. A like, detail. I expected to see what where he saw, like, you know what yeah. I mean? That's what I kept saying. I was like, well, we're still going to need to have one more flashback or something because they still haven't tied up, tied that up. Um, it, it's a huge thing to leave out because it's basically how do you, how they, it's how they introduced him. 
was that thing and that part that how they introduced him. Yeah, it, um, it's a lot of an inconsistency, right? We got Star Wars like starting in episode four and you don't know the backstory of mo- like all of these characters and they chalk it up to one-liners. One-liners, you know a little bit about this character. It's all mystery. Now they're starting to go into depth and give us character backgrounds and history, right? But then there's like a, a huge like fall off of inconsistency where like they're treating half of this stuff like they always treat Star Wars, where it's just a mystery. Don't worry about it. It's serialized. Like it doesn't, you know, there's a backstory. Use your head cannon and be a be a 10-year-old again in your head. But then, then on the other side, they're giving you this whole drawn out, sometimes convoluted uh backstories to to fill out uh character growth. But yeah. so there's no consistency right now for me, right? We'll find like we'll We'll find out in another 25 years how I figured it out. There'll probably be a comic book next month. That doesn't matter. That'll tell us exactly. <laughs> Dude, I, I, you know, and, and, the, and the debate with the, the Yoda's lightsaber thing. And then Jason, on your show, I kind of <clears> figured out, I figured out even more that not only did he have another lightsaber, but um, he, uh, the, the lightsaber is on, someone else said it's actually on his hilt when he hops in with, uh, with uh, Jimmy Smith's with Bail oh, Organa. Really? It's on his belt. Like, yeah. like, yeah. So like, there's so many inconsistencies that the B tier of the comics that that story group, when they're writing for live action, don't give a fuck about. I feel like they just don't care. If I were the Marvel writers and the Marvel anime, like the illustrators, I'd be fucking pissed off for like me. Charles soul, man. He's got to be like, what the heck? Yeah, I, I would yeah. be pissed. Well, I mean, it was even like even like that to some extent. Return of the Jedi, Luke throws his lightsaber down, like, "Nah, I'm not doing anything for you. I won't fight." And then all the stuff happens. He doesn't have the lightsaber, not the end. And the celebration, he has a lightsaber back. He right. somehow has, yeah. He's got to kind of like roll with it, I guess. But somehow, lightsabers returned. But right. if you make like if you make the armor thing, it's like of Thor's like hammer. Thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you make but that also, stuff, all, I mean. Sorry, go on. No, no, I was just agreeing with you. If you make that the whole thing, then show it. Yeah, the, the other weird thing too is the uh Sarlacc grabs the um slave one and is able to like literally pull the ship around, but it grabs Lando's leg and Lando's just like, Hey, I'm too strong for you. All right, here's my Star Wars apologist answer for you. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> and I think it's it's a simple one, and it's not like even as far outside of the box as a lot of them. Like okay. Sarlacc was probably pretty satiated at that point. You know, because he had how many guys have gone into the Sarlacc? Oh, like, a trip to fan or whatever. It was having a Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. He's okay. just like, but he's holding on to Lando because <laughs> I, I described Lando as like that crumb in your beard. You're saving it for like you know it's there. You're saving yeah. it for later. Uh, but but he's like, <laughs> he's 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 still he, you know he's digesting like several week way. Like they they look kind of like bacon, as you know. But um, yeah, they're definitely fried. Yeah, yeah. There's so, like but I mean, there. he's he's gotten quite a bit in there, just recently, and so it's probably. But you know, when Boba shows up, he might not have eaten in quite a while, and you know, just got over some a terrible bout of, you know, heartburn, indigestion, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or he might Acid recognize reflux. Boba. You know, who knows? But I mean, that's the only thing I can come up with to. Uh, to try to yeah. explain it away like he just didn't care deeply as much at the time deeply i i don't care at all i'm like right. whatever it doesn't even matter it was both worked and it was both were fun right. but but i will accept your explanation as it was sarlacc thanksgiving well yeah because i mean 
even just think about like he was just chewing on the stuff still you know he's probably still trying mm-hmm. to get it down like he's not gonna just <laughs> doesn't it take ten thousand years anyway no yeah man people my friends all say i'm such a slow eater like <laughs> yeah ten thousand years yeah, yeah, I mean, if we, if we wanted to get like way into it, Barada should have been in there, be like, "Kill me, kill me," and Weekway should have been like, "Kill me," <laughs> right? But there was there was just a stormtrooper. Yeah, yeah, I'm, it's kind of cool, interesting. I, I like it was weird, but I liked it. It was interesting, you know. It was weird, and I don't know. It's weird that we didn't see those other guys. That it would make sense that they would be closer to Boba. My, my, okay. So just thinking this off the top of my head. uh, but it doesn't make sense the 10,000 years thing that they would have just been like maybe totally eaten away because of the armor. Cause the two guys we see are two guys with armor. The rest yeah. of them didn't have armor. So maybe they're just like melted down already and just kind of, or they're just farther down the digestive tract because they were able to melt them down there. They're, they're just like lube. They just go right down. Yeah, they're they're just like the uh, maybe it's got two stomachs, kind of like an Athorian. So that was a that was a cool little canon call off that Cad Bane did there. Like your two stomachs can handle. Um, so yeah, like the first one, like kind of breaks it down a little bit more, you know, and then it slides them down. But I love I just I'll love Josh's it. I love Josh's passion for Star Wars, man. Like he will <laughs> literally talk to you for thirty five minutes, like about the digestive tract of a sarlacc like was metabolism high did you see where the two suns were during the day were we noon were we at three o'clock metabolism was probably extremely high so that means in the first uh, intake point of any type of food would then speed up by a few thousand years very quickly yeah yeah well what if we what if we went down into to mas espa bought a bunch of acid and just threw some ass like 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 lsd into the sarlacc what would it do how would the star like trip out? Like, like there's all kinds of experiments I it, want to try when I it would start. It would start singing show tunes starting with Little Shop of Horrors. Feed me Seymour immediately. <laughs> Feed me Seymour. <laughs> they needed the uh, the train should have like crashed into the Sarlacc and it ate like a whole cart full of uh, spice, and then it just starts tripping. Dude. It crawls out of the ground. <laughs> it has blue eyes like Dune. It's like what? Yeah. <laughs> so you think spice is like an upper or a downer? Or both. Uh, from what I've read, it's more a, like it, it mellows you out. So, all right, T. So I think that it, am I the only one that thinks that when uh, Boba goes on his little uh, vision quest and when the chief flicks that in his face, is that spice? I was wondering that too. I was wondering if that if that's what that was. <clears throat> I mean, it would uh, make sense. They just got a bunch of spice. They just got the train. They found yeah. that thing of spice. Um, yeah, but I, I honestly, I don't think so because it's it's a tradition. So it's something that they have on hand that they would regularly. Dude, have. the spice is in the sand. Yeah, but it's not. There's no. Oh wait, spice that's mine. Sorry, that's. Yeah, it's from yeah, it's from uh, <laughs> Kessel, right? It's from Kessel, yeah, like it's from Solo. That's. That, I mean, I, I still can't figure out why they got to <clears throat> land spice on Tatooine and take it on a train. Yeah, are they just uh, are, they, are they just selling it to the people of Tatooine, and that's what that are they just like taking it to a port and then driving it over? Like that's the part that they got yeah. space. But but I'm able to suspend disbelief because the train's fun. It's well, the parking but, lot. But, no, but we, we why saw not? The, 
because because we we saw New Republic patrol above Mos Eisley. Okay. So so, so they're landing okay. in they're landing in the Dune Sea. They're landing on the other side of the planet in the oh, Dune Sea. No, no, I don't take I don't accept it. I don't accept it because they straight up say, "Whoa, the the New Republic isn't messing with the Pikes. They won't even touch it." Right. They literally wrote that in there to ruin the best explanation. Uh, I was on board, and then they took it away from you. <laughs> they took it from you. Motherfucker. Uh, it's uh, annoying. I, I liked your annoying. explanation, though. Like, just think bigger scale, Mikey. Like, you're talking about, like, the parking lot down the street from you or whatever that uh, it's secluded. You so. can get crack any time of the day, 24 hours. <laughs> in the parking lot. Yeah. Queens. So, that, but that's what Tatooine is, right? It's it's uh, it's this back part of the galaxy, but you know, people can go there and you can get whatever you want anytime. Okay, okay. How about this, right? Like the cops won't even touch them. The cops don't even want to bother with them, right? Mm-hmm. If if the crack dealers in this parking lot over here, if they started selling it near the 109 precinct on Northern Boulevard, then the cops would get involved. But right. the cops will put a blind eye if they just stay in the fucking parking lot. Mm, so yeah. if you look at it that way, Kim's convenience store won't bother them if they don't fuck with where like the civilians are, like okay. over the mosque right. city, right? So if they stay over there and then like Freetown's an afterthought, so that's why they're doing trade. They're trafficking through but near Freetown to piss off Cobb Van. Yeah. But if they fucking, if they do it, so they need to train because they like, there's like a, there's like a, 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 a compromise going on. Maybe. Well, and we hear like, okay, so Fennec mentions when Boba's like, okay, we'll stop the spice, tell the people of Freetown, like, we'll stop the spice. And Fennec's like, hey, that's where a lot of your money comes from, them from this empire that we're trying to take over here. Uh, which I was talking about earlier in the season, like, how much exactly is Boba taking over a Jabba? Has Jabba's empire been diminished? Because it used to be like <clears throat> the New Republic went to Jabba, or the Old Republic went to Jabba. During the Clone Wars, they were trying to buy for him to use hyperspace routes for this whole sector. So is Boba's empire that reaching right now? Has it been diminished since Jabba's death or before that? Um, I, I thought we got dialogue that like Bib Fortina kept it on maintenance mode. So he wasn't, th- he wasn't kind of thriving it. it. It was kind of on maintenance mode. And like if you were working that part of organized crime and you wanted to go work for his, his cousins, you'd just go do that. And like Bib Fortuna wasn't going to like cause any issues or give you ultimatums type of thing but it even sounded like it was mode they only talk about just moss espa right so they don't even touch like if he's talking if he's like dealing with all of space around here and everything like i don't know if would have been worth a mention i guess but uh but then like the other thing i was going to say so i mean regardless like this part of the tatooine obviously has been a hub for moving spice for a while because you know, we get Fennec talking about how it was a major part of Jabba's empire. We know that Han Solo was carting spice for Jabba. So, and Uncle Owen even tells Luke, your dad was a navigator on a spice freighter. That's, <laughs> that's how yeah. common it is. Yeah, it's, right. it's, it's common enough that Luke that Luke's uncle is going to lie to him about his dad being a loser. And like, he's going to use that. Your dad's your dad mm-hmm. was a drug runner. Um and yeah, oh yeah, and that's stupid totally ass got killed, thing. and now I got to take care of you. So right. shut up. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's kind of the story. Yeah, I mean that, yeah. that that's yeah, that's yeah. the official Luke story until uh, until he learns the truth. So. Yeah, yeah, until uh, I mean, yeah, we could get a whole thing which is just Luke's 
headcanon of how his dad was essentially like Walter White in the Star Wars universe. (laughs) (laughs) Say my name. And it's weird that Luke never asked about his mom. He's like, oh, I don't know. My dad was now being on a spice freighter. He just had adventures with ladies. All right. So, all right. So talking about that, (laughs) like we got the thing that we've been wanting to see for years now, which is Ahsoka and Luke. Um, but we didn't get their actual meeting. Uh, I don't know. What do you think the chances are? Like, I'm sure we'll see this. I'm sure they're going to give it to us at some point, unless it's like the really weird thing they leave out, like Boba's armor. Like we don't actually ever connect those two dots. Um, But I think it would be cool and a cool flashback tool um, if they wanted to do this. Like Ahsoka's there. R2's got all his memory. Chances that she uses R2 to show him like some flashbacks of his parents because r2's got to have all that saved true there was there was there was a moment in um in the uh duel of the fates script where that happens at the end oh yeah yeah R2 yeah Starts playing all of these greatest hits moments of star wars remember that stuff but yeah but but maybe in the ahsoka series when it maybe we don't pick up i mean we could pick up in the ahsoka series right where of her leaving luke it could just start right there and we could just get on with it. But the, ch- the chances are it's going to start before that. Yeah. So maybe we're going to, maybe we're going to see her meet Luke early on and know what she's been doing. And then, and then it kind of like, what's, what's her name? Morgan Elsbeth. Els- yeah. Like yeah. That? Morgan that, Elsbeth. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like finding her and stuff like that, like why that was important and then where, you know, it moves on from there. Cause there's a, there's, 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 there's definitely an opportunity there, you know, that was that was uh they were gonna use Jamie Lee Curtis for that role. Really? It didn't work out very late, very late in like the everything was designed to be Jamie Lee Curtis. And um I have a feeling that's why um she dies but doesn't die. Like like it it, it appears that okay. she's dead, but maybe she's not. Right. And, and uh so I, I'm kind of wondering if Jamie Lee Curtis is gonna be announced for the Ahsoka series down the road or not. But Halloween was what got in the way. They were filming one of the, yeah. that, that recent Halloween movie and that got in the way. So I keep wondering if, if we're going to see her come back. So do you think or we're going to see a lot more of the, uh, the deep fake stuff with other characters more than just Luke? I, I would have to think so. Wouldn't you? I mean, Indiana Jones five is using it really, really heavily as we've seen. Yeah. And then they, they own the rights to, to Carrie Fisher. And I mean, the only, the weakest thing right now isn't even the visual it's the um it's the it's the speech speech yeah and so as as that gets better too i think that it there's not really a lot of reason to jump through the hoops of casting a new actor to be han solo when you could use harrison ford if if they i'm sure they have it yeah i, I have to i have to imagine that it, that they have access to that and harrison ford's like oh i don't have to i don't have to be there but han solo's in it and i get paid maybe all right, right. So I just saw today that there's, and I'm not sure how verified this is, but uh, there's a rumor that they're making a Shadows of the Empire movie. I don't buy that at all. No. Personally, I mean, that'd be great. Be awesome. It'd be fun. I would It'd love to fun, see but, uh... that eventually. And I think that would be the end goal of this, right? Like if you can use the big three, or do you think they'll never put the big three together again? they will oh they will i'm i'm surprised it didn't happen here i'm surprised luke's like 
uh, Han, I need you to come and pick up Grogu. That's what, that's I, what I was going to I'm happen. surprised that didn't fucking happen, to be honest with you. That's 100% because, where like, I thought it was going. Yeah. It's getting better every six months, the technology. You, you see how fast the yeah. microchips and the microprocessors are, are advancing? They're advancing really, really fast. I'm into this shit, so, like, I build my own computers for gaming. Like, it's, it's insane. So what that tells me is the machine learning, the AI that they have, which is the best in the business, mm-hmm. plus the YouTube guy who's a fucking pro, right? right? Like, all that shit is getting better and better, like, every six months. So I think, like, the, the, wait, the waiting and the patience here is going to be the big payoff when we're something going to get something like the big three together yeah i was in this i was in this room like a few years ago with like really big intellectuals about about, who were talking about the singularity we're at we're at this dinner and that's where i took it is i was like when the singularity happens in 2044 we could do any star wars movie we want pretty much (laughs) with luke skywalker (laughs) princess land han solo it's no problem (laughs) Like that's where my they're, they're just like, dude, we're that's talking what... about making you immortal right now. <laughs> Nanobots in your blood, you can live forever. I'm like, cool. Like, <laughs> but can they make Billy D. Williams look like Lando in Empire Strikes Back and he could do whatever I want him to do? That's right. You know? yeah. yeah, that's the like goal. Lando movies. Can they do that? And and that's so but no, but I mean, but I mean that's that's a, a real like that that's really in our future. I mean, processing power is gonna hit that moment. But the one thing that I do wonder is like, like on this certain platform, on the like quote deep bake platform, like what is where the is, ceiling? Yeah, yeah, like like where does it cap out? And then it's like, okay, now we need to wait another eight years for innovation or something like that until like until like you know it gets better. Like you get video games and like you get like Unreal Engine or something, and then eventually we're gonna have to need something better than that. Well, and even like Tarkin when does the new one come? Right. You know, like, and I, yeah. I think you and Rob are talking about this, like a special edition of Rogue One or something the other day. And will they go back and redo it? Um, I don't think so. I think that's more of a Lucas thing. And unfortunately, that's gone because I would yeah. love to see a special edition of one, two and three, like go back and touch all that up. And but uh, yeah. but like when that came out, like people that like some of my family members and stuff that, who just didn't know who Tarkin was like, they did not know that like to them, like they weren't looking hard enough. The uncanny, the uncanny valley thing. I think it's more just because we know that it's mm-hmm. we're looking for it. Yeah, um, I took my dad to see Aquaman with Tamara Morrison. I'm like, they made uh, Tamara Morrison and Nicole Kidman. And he's like, what? Like, he had like no idea. Like, just like your yeah. average dude who goes and sees a movie. No right. idea. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, just look at how Tarkin was then and where we're at now. Like that. I think that's almost the ceiling of what they can do with just like a CG character, purely like create, you know, recreating the, the face. The pure, yeah. But then you get where Luke is at now. I think it can go a lot farther, but then there'll be something different, um, which will be, I mean, it'll be cool when that happens. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's cool to think about like where it could be um, in a while. And it's, I think it's kind of like what, uh, so George, when he was, I remember they were talking about, I read somewhere that when uh, Cameron started doing Avatar and he saw that he was basically like creating a very realistic you know, character, you know, um, feature film, like, you know, the, the protagonist was going to be totally CG. And he was like, man, if we can get to that point, like I would do seven, eight and nine. Um, and just like CG Han, Luke and Leia. Um, and that's like, that's like where they're getting to now, you know, but, uh, that ship has kind of already sailed. However, did you guys, Uh-oh. did you guys see the article? 
the other day. Um, who was it? Seth Rogan? No. Who's who's the uh, Pineapple Express? Kept, uh, kept, oh, Seth Rogan. Seth Rogan. Yeah. Yeah. So he was saying that uh, um, in like this new book he has out, supposedly, um, I guess he talks about when he was with having lunch with Steven Spielberg and George Lucas shows up. This is in like 2010, 2011. Didn't you guys oh, hear about this? The, the, the yeah. thing? Well, he, I guess George shows up and he's going just going off and just chews their ear off about how he was totally bought into like the Mayan calendar and how the world was going to end in 2012. Like no, he was a hundred percent serious about it. Oh my yeah. God. And he would, I guess he just like chewed off Seth and Steven's ear about it for like an hour and a half at lunch one day. And he was like, you guys will see, you'll see. So here's my conspiracy theory. When did George sell Lucasfilm? 2012. Like, and I mean, the ink was probably like drying in 2012, but I bet you well, that well, he was like, the world's going to end. Told, gonna have yeah, my he, fun told money. Him, he, he told them that there was like, um, but I think he was messing with them because he talked about how they had like a rich guy spaceship and, and Seth was like, can I, can I get on it? And he was like, no. <laughs> so, so that's, that's what, that's what makes me think it was, it, he was kind of like trolling him to some extent but who knows man because lucas is super dry like the sense of humor it's like either it's either really bad or really dry and smart insert rob with his (laughs) george lucas voice right now that'd be perfect no like uh perfect lucas it's amazing so uh, uh, real quick talking about lucas i sent josh not too long ago uh a lucas cameo in Beverly Hills Cop 2. Yeah. Did, did you send him the, the one from Hook where he Frenches Carrie Fisher? That, that's weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. It just makes it just made too much sense to me when I heard that. Just on first thought, I was like, wait, he sold it right after that. <laughs> it's true, though. Yeah, he did. He and did. Then did you ever see ca- that, that, that one cameo of George Lucas, like, like some like, documentary? He just like walking in the background. Yeah, it's just like George just like comes in like in the frame. He's like, yeah, looking around. Oh, so, so Jason was about to just do it himself. Yeah. But uh, Josh and I have these like sometimes late night latex threads, and we just go like, "Well, when Ahsoka got pulled out of Malakor and then back into Malakor, that changes A, B, and C, and she was probably stuck there for a significant period of time, and." with Ezra and Thrawn then space whaling to maybe unknown regions for X amount of period of time. It, there already is two timelines because like there's obviously the main timeline, which is always going to count as Canon. But if we have these characters that break off into time somewhere, but then eventually go on this adventure, but then in an alternate space, but then come back to the main timeline and then seven, eight and nine do happen you know, Ray Skywalker happens, but this other alternate t- little adventure here that happens because of the world between worlds, there is a Mara Jade timeline. There is a Jason and Jaina timeline here, but we see that, but then we come back to two hours. Is really, is this is the kind of rabbit hole shit that, that Josh and I kind of go down sometimes. Yeah, well, it depends on, on what physics Filoni has 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 settled upon right yep. because like in reality 
all time is happening at once right now you're being born and you're dying and everything time isn't really linear we just our brains perceive it as such and right that's, that's the time that's is relative they say yeah it's that that's how our universe works and so i don't know if feloni knows that or if feloni considers that but if he does then if if feloni is looking at it that way then essentially going into the world between worlds you can't really you can't really mess you can't really change anything and but and it brings in these weird questions to star wars like about free will and determinism and stuff like it's that. it's always and been I, there though right like the will of the force yeah. Mm-hmm. it always has it always well. has been like you have a choice but then it's always like follow the force and do what it says and so and it's like the, it's the philosophical like question that it people really generally have to deal with uh, in some ways if they're introspective if they have they have any kind of introspection at all they end up considering the, these things and star wars wants you to yep. but but it's definitely dangerous because if you do too much with that then you're telling people what the answer is you can't do that yeah you can't tell us you can't tell them so that that's where that's why i've never been crazy about the concept at first i thought oh this is star wars time travel but it's it's not really star wars time travel she is she is literally she is going through a linear a linear uh, linear she is going through the yeah linear experience going through that and so she still has to come back in with all of not changing her past she doesn't get to have the she doesn't do like the marty mcfly thing but she stays on a linear it. she stays on a linear path there. Yes. So I mean the world between worlds, there's a bunch of linear paths, and then they just like essentially see things like he sees what happens to Canaan, he sees what happens to Ahsoka. And so you gotta look at it in, in terms of like uh just going to like movies, right? So like in Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. It's got more of the this uh, concept, like what Mikey is talking about. How every time you change something, it creates, or just a like universe. with Loki, I, I, another like universe or something, right? So every single cha- like choice that you go back and mess with things, it just creates a different universe or another like sub universe. Um, and so that would be like if you if you strayed off the linear path, I think. But then you do something like Lost, right? But in Lost, like whatever happened happens. So like. Uh, Ezra pulled her out. He always pulled her out. There was never a time in which he didn't pull her out. Um, yeah. And that, that fits more in with like the, everything happens all at once. It's all happening at the same time. You can't really ever change anything. But if you're saying you can't really ever change anything, unless it was changed already in the future, like uh, it gets messy because, but see, I like that kind of stuff. And I think if done yeah. properly, um, like uh, Heather Goldilocks that's like big on the pop culture hour page and stuff and uh, she knows now that I'm like huge into time travel so like the new thing with um, the Adam Project the trailer just dropped today and she tagged me in that which is Ryan Reynolds older self comes back in time and visits him like himself when they're younger and they like go back farther in time to save their father or something like that um, I like that kind of stuff and I think if done properly you know, you can, you can do stuff really good. And I have a lot of faith in like, you know, John and Dave that they could do something like that. Um, I mean, to me, that's the only logical conclusion as to why they put the world between worlds in the title. Like it's the icon. It is the logo for in the lo- Ahsoka. In the Ahsoka logo. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no it, 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 they have, they have to set down some really good rules 
Yeah. And, and it has to be, and it has to still be intriguing because you end up going like, so your, your whole thing was you could do all of this stuff. You could see all of these things. And then you saved Aladdin. Why didn't you send an X-Wing fighter to blow up the Death Star before it kills like 6 trillion people in Alderaan? You crazy. Right. Right. It, it's, it's like, where's, where's the line on, on, in the Star Wars galaxy? It's like, it ends up just, it's, it's a, it can be such a bad idea. But yeah, but but I I feel like where the power in the concept is that if I tell you I had a vision, then that's great. If we're writing a novel, or if I or if I'm just talking in real life about this vision I had, but whenever you're you're showing and not telling in filmmaking, well, you want to show. Mm-hmm. So that that world between worlds in a in a weird way allows you to see the vision to some extent, and that's where I'm kind of hoping that. That's what I'm hoping it amounts to as a narrative device. Hmm. As I, I, a visual way, a new visual way of of playing with that. Because I I, I think it's gonna be like a, a like a looking glass. That that's my assumption. It's gonna be like a looking glass. Where is Ezra? Where where do we begin to even try to find this guy in all of this stuff when in Jedi have been hiding and you know, they're just not like on Twitter on for the hmm. Star Wars version. You right. Know? So so I'm I'm kind of thinking it might be like that in the end. But do you think that through the looking glass and um, and these mirrors say on the wall in in this, say, flux, like she could see parallel worlds, but it doesn't really affect anything to do with our Star Wars. Like there's a window where there there is a Yuzan Vong battle. Like there's just some fucking crazy ass Yuzan Vong aliens fucking up like Han and Leia's kids. Like, but she just sees it. She just right. sees it for like kind of like how Ray sees Darth Ray. Like well, quickly. and there's even you know what I mean? in Rebels, right? Uh Palpatine has like part of it reconstructed and he's tempting Ezra with basically going into a portal that seems to use that same kind of technology or whatever to go back and be with his parents. But he's lying. Right. Mm-hmm. Or is he? I mean, how often do the Sith lie? That he's got to be lying because if because if he he has to be lying there because if that's true, Palpatine would just like kind of like how I play Dark Souls and every time I die I'm able to just kind of reset it quickly by going to my cloud save and then just resetting it and then brings me back. Like if if that were if that were true for Ezra to do that, like every time Palpatine fucked up, like he would just world between worlds himself back, which right. he kind of does with he kind of does it without it. He kind of already does that without it in a sense. But like if that worked, if that if that trigger worked, like like the Jedi would never win. Like and we it, they clearly do, right? So like that's so if the if the Ahsoka series, the two things that we know it's gonna focus on, as far as I know, um, are searching for Ezra and by proxy Thrawn, and it's gotta have something to do with the world between worlds. So I mean, could the pergola have something to do with that or where they ended up or could they have ended up somewhere outside of space time? And or maybe that's the only way that they're reachable is like they have to go through the world between worlds to get to where Thrawn and Ezra ended up. I don't know. See, it seems it seems like they could do that, but I feel like that starts to get so theoretical for Star Wars. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that they won't. I mean, who knows, right? I mean, all, these shows got to start doing different stuff eventually. But this is this <clears> is also Dave Filoni, 
Right. What do we think Dave Filoni would do? Well, and my thing is too. Yeah. Go ahead, Jason. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I just, I just don't know. I'm just like when I when I think of him, he seems so on the nose usually, and and, and so I, I kind of like I'm like yeah how are how are they going to do because but but and then to go back to Mike's thing really quickly, I I I think that yeah, the concept that you're saying would literally be the creators who are making Star Wars right now, allowing the ability to be second guessed, mm. and I just don't think the ego allows for for it personally. I, and I, I don't think so. And and with like like the Shadows of the Empire rumor earlier, when you said that, I thought of like four different people at Lucasfilm and what they've told me about Shadows of the Empire. And they all have their gripes and their, their like critique and stuff like that. I don't see the company ever being able to agree this is Shadows of the Empire mm. and then we're going to do this. It's more like somebody comes in with the one idea and then the one idea is what gets through and then it becomes what it becomes. Well, maybe it's so not like, even Shadows. Why... It could be just taking place in that time period, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, but but it, but it would, it would be it would be it would it would mean the creators would have to be really really lacking of ego and of possession. I feel so. Like. Hopefully, I mean, with as far ahead as what they plan things and stuff. Like, do you think that uh, when he introduced world, like he should already? Hopefully, they already have those rules of what World Between Worlds is, you know, able to do. Because I hope that they right. didn't just introduce this and they don't have any idea. Because then it, it really is like a wild card that they just threw in there, and now it's kind of like uh, I don't know. Dude, it's dude, dude. Do you think your beloved Lost writers had any freaking idea what they were doing when they invented a hatch in four, eight, fifteen, sixteen, twenty three, thirty two? No. They had no fucking idea what those numbers meant. But they had no idea. But they didn't introduce like. Uh, like later they introduced time travel so but like I'm saying it'd be like them introducing the wheel in Lost that Ben has to turn right without it without them knowing what it does like bef- when we started seeing like the uh, they started showing us the polar bears like skeletons and stuff with the, the Dharma initiative thing and then they started talking about the wheel and stuff they already knew what the wheel did so I'm hoping that since we know that or it looks like the world between worlds is going to show up and be a part of Ahsoka. Hopefully they introduced it and tied Ahsoka to it back in rebels to get us hardcore fans kind of on board with it because they should already know what the inner workings of it are. You would hope. Um, But on that same point, you're talking about how like it's so much to explain, like, I mean, they introduced it and it worked for what it worked for at this point, And they did it in like a 20 minute episode of a cartoon show. So, I mean, if you give it Dave Filoni, if you give it a six 45 minute episode, you know, show to delve into, I mean, the sky's the limit. Like Doc Brown explains to us the multiverse on a chalk chalkboard and like a two minute scene. Or what if it's a narrative device used to begin to look for Ezra but also to explain who the hell he is and what happened in Star Wars Rebels without making you watch the whole thing. Uh, there you go. And maybe she goes through and she starts looking for him and she's looking and then she sees herself in the temple and what happened, you know, and, and it's a way of, of conveying those ideas. And, and it's not, it's not that important. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You hear the voices in that episode of a bunch of stuff. And I think it's, I mean, there's two ways of looking at it. So there's two ways for me to be an apologist later in time. 
like mm -hmm. all the things that we hear at that point are like things that have happened or will happen in the main storyline. Um, but also, like I said, they stay on one even plane. So if they were to move off of, and I, I, I foresee something like that coming into play in Ahsoka, like it's dangerous to go off the plane and maybe that's where time, you know, you fall off the edge of the map or, um, and I mean, and we got to look at what it's inspired by, which is in CS Lewis, you know, the woods between worlds. So mm -hmm. I think there's a lot to be drawn from in that. And I haven't read any CS Lewis really in decades. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. I had to do it. I had to do it because we had Jason on. It fries my brain. Yeah. It, it, I, I had to do it. It's, I, I, I hope it's worth it. Well, it's, it's, it's felony, like you said, right? Like that, that doesn't sound Star Wars to a normal person, but to us, to us who like understand who are the creative leads right now, like it's felony. And you said it, Jason, like it theoretically it's possible. Something like that. Because, yeah, because I, I, I love, I love time travel stories. It's funny. Like I love like everything else that is in star Wars and time travel. I'm all about it. It's like yeah. my, probably my favorite thing outside of star Wars really. But when it comes to star Wars and time travel, that's where I'm like, I don't know about this guys. You know, I don't know why. Yeah. Well, no, because our because look, these movies are biblical to uh, to us, our generation, right? The four of us. Like, you don't fuck with my original trilogy. You don't mess with my Luke Skywalker. Like, you don't you don't do that. So it's it's very sensitive subject, especially for me. I don't I don't want time travel in Star Wars, but in this kind of period, this Filoniverse thingy, if he can figure out a genius way to do it where it doesn't mess up, it doesn't mess with with that biblical. Yeah stuff you know but, the, but that's what i what i also don't like about it is let's just pretend like feloni has the greatest idea for it and he and he treats it with the utmost respect and it's so good and then feloni goes and then some bozo comes in who gets promoted and takes over then now he has this thing and and or they have this thing and it's like that's why i've always been very um not not too happy about the concept or that right there alone if it was yeah. just a my mystical answer and we saw it like in some mystical form then you're just like okay it is what it is but when he made it a tangible place you can go to that that does this and and, it, and we don't really know what the rules of it are so i i hope whatever the rules that feloni comes up with i hope they protect the future of star wars once he's not a part of it as well but i mean you know? they can always if somebody else is in charge of star wars you know, they could always just create another wheel and do whatever they want. You know, it's like you might as well have the fun that you can have with it while you have it. Um, yeah. You know, Ryan Johnson style. You know, you got Star Wars, you got the reins of it. You go crazy, do what you want. Well, let me ask you this: do you do you think in our in our lifetimes we will see a, a reboot, or do you think during our lifetimes we will we will be in one general messy canon? So I think that if we see a reboot, it has to be done something like kind of like what JJ did with Star Trek. I think that's the only way it'll ever be accepted. And you could use the world between worlds as I kind of thought that that might be like a really soft introduction to them allowing themselves to do that down in the like down the line. So maybe they don't yeah. mess with the, the, the biblical timeline Old Testament now but it gives them the option in the future to mess with it and still, 
And that's why I thought it was a great idea and it could marry a lot of this stuff because when they split canon, when they made Legends Legends and they said, okay, you're Luke Skywalker, that's Jedi Master Luke Skywalker that has the Academy on Yavin. Yeah, that didn't exist. Um, I thought that the World Between Worlds would be a great way to be like, yeah, he exists, but he's on this other plane. And like Mikey was talking about, like Mara J does exist. This whole timeline does exist. And my thought was, what if we get to see that Luke, but down that same timeline, like that Luke uh, sacrifices himself or whatever to allow for Ray to have her chance because they can see in the world between worlds, like kind of like Dr. Strange, right? There's one timeline where this works. There's only one where like Palpatine eventually gets it. And that's the one with Ray. So like I, I think that it's a tool for both, right? I think it's a tool to, it can be dangerous, but like, I, I don't foresee them just like hard restarting it. What do you think, Mike? Yeah. You know how Palpatine thinks like three, four, five, six decades ahead? Like that's how Jason's looking at it. Yeah. Like you could do it really cool, but then like Star Wars is eventually not going to be felonified anymore. And then it could get fucked up really bad if it's left in the wrong hands. You know, that makes me kind of even more cautious now that I've never even thought about that. And unfortunately, Disney has their hands all over it. Well, that's the whole other. What do I mean? Uh, Let's put it this way. I believe that Disney is the reason... Boba didn't work as well as it should have because Disney treats everything as in they're we're stupid look at some of the new Marvel shows look at some of the new look at Boba just just some of the stuff that's come out here in the last few years with Disney yeah that's hard to say I mean yeah I don't know so will they reboot i think yes they will they'll have to eventually and i think that this maybe that's what this is maybe that's their tool to basically the opposite of what you're talking about jason like yeah yeah i I, i'm I'm of the opinion that we're gonna have this canon going and it'll get really like force awakens is a soft the soft reboot method that they used yeah. You can retell what you liked about Star Wars and move it forward without erasing what you loved mm-hmm. kind of concept. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. And it worked for them before. So I wouldn't be surprised if in 15 years we get an, another version of The Force Awakens, A New Hope, with some new character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of keep. So after reboot again, 2.0. Yeah. yeah. And we'll, I'll be here for it. <laughs> I mean, thicker thin basically you know like uh as much as we would talked about like i feel bad because man we're hard i'm i'm hardly ever ever like negative i'm always looking at and but like that's the thing like i liked everything i got in boba fett but i just want i just expected more so hopefully more is coming later and they'll they'll just connect those lines but uh guys i had a ton of fun tonight jason yeah, mikey T man, this is awesome. This is great. Um, yeah, I'll let you start, Jason. Like, where can uh, where can people follow you? 
um, makingstarwars.net, and I have a YouTube show I do every day at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time called Making Star Wars Show. You just search for that on on the old YouTube machine. Also, it goes on Facebook and all that jazz too, but YouTube is here. But yeah, awesome. And that's Mikey. Making Star Wars everywhere. Uh, at Maximum Paps on Twitter. Um, more, more frequent on uh, the Pop Culture Hour group on Facebook. Uh, and for right now, I'm hanging out with uh, Josh and T over here. Mr. T Green. Uh, if you really feel the urge to follow me, Facebook at T Green. Um, <laughs> or at the, the Talking Sith Pod on Facebook. Yeah, guys. And uh, unless you just want to see pictures of my kids, um, follow me at uh, Talking Sith Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. And may the force be with you. Good. <laughs> Everything expressed in the podcast is the intellectual property of Talking Sith. We are not affiliated with Disney or Lucasfilm in any way. Star Wars is their property, we just like to talk about it.